It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Joe Biden has cancer. That's not an exaggeration. Um, well, he had the cancer removed. He's probably got more. I don't know. But uh, Joe Biden had skin cancer removed from his chest. And I feel like the media is going to come out now and go, oh, it's no big deal. You know, it's just it's basal cell carcinoma. It's of the skin cancers, one of the most common. And uh, he, he, he cut them off. You know, they've been removed. They're not. It's typically not fatal, but it can severely disfigure you. And so uh, let's just put it simply Biden has had his cancer removed. The crazy thing about it is, last year, Biden said he had cancer. And then the media immediately came in to say, no, 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 he, he misspoke. He, he said he, he meant to say he had cancer. Because before he was president, he also had skin cancer removed. So it's like, all right, he's got plates in his brain, he can't talk straight, he's got cancer. Yeah, okay, you know, whatever, I guess. In other news, apparently Andrew Tate has cancer. So that kind of sucks. You know, cancer is no joke. I feel bad. I'm not, I'm not here to rag on Biden for having cancer, but I think it's an important thing to talk about. And Andrew Tate apparently has lung cancer, which is much more serious. So we'll, uh, we'll get into all of that. And uh, we got some cultural stories, too, of just about marriage and family, things that I think are, are really interesting. And a, a, a woman who had a bunch of cats was being evicted from her home, so she burned her home to the ground with, the cat, with her and the cats in it. And I'm just thinking, like, this is your future. Get married now. Before it's too late. And I'm only half kidding. We'll talk about that. Before we get started, my friends, head over to TimCast.com. Click that Join Us button to become a member and support our work directly. As a member, you're our customer. See, we don't have a whole lot of sponsors. We could. All these big companies want to sign TimCast IRL. They want to buy out the company because they want us to do like five to six ads per show. We do like five to six ads per month. And we didn't even do any ads last month. Because I'd rather have you as customers... As members at TimCast.com, pay what you will if you so choose. And then watching our members-only content, that way when a paying member says, I am concerned about this thing, we say, okay, well, you're the customer, as opposed to a big corporation being like, don't you say naughty words because we're the customer. So if you become a member at TimCast.com, you're supporting our endeavors, you're supporting our operation, and you get access to exclusive members-only segments Monday through Thursday live. And we are putting together a private chat server where y'all can hang out as members and then even call into our uncensored after shows. So smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more is Chrissy Clark. Hello. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, who are you? What do you do? Um, not much. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm a reporter for The Daily Caller. Uh, I have my own show, Reaction, uh, with Chrissy Clark, obviously. And then uh, I just put out a new documentary called Damage, The Transing of America's Kids, which talks a lot about detransitioners um, and the medicalization that a lot of them underwent. So. Right on. Well, thanks for hanging out. That should be fun. Yeah, it will be. We got Alad hanging out. Hey, everybody. What's up, Tim? Thanks for having me on. I am Alad Eliyahu, a reporter here for Timcast News. What's happening, Phil? Hi, everybody. I am uh, Phil Labonte, lead vocalist for All That Remains, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary. I'm, and I'm Ian Crossland. I'm wild and crazy and freakish, all these things. If you, uh, your microphone, you can tilt it towards your face, and then when you move around, you can carry it with you when you move around. Yeah, that's Keep more comfortable. Straight. Yeah, it's easier. 
Hi, everyone. And we also have Kellen slaying it. That's right. I'm back. Uh, happy Friday, everyone. Uh, Fridays are always the best days, in my opinion. So let's get into it. This morning, I interviewed Pete Parada, formerly of The Offspring, over at YouTube.com slash TimCast for the Culture War podcast, episode two. And it went up late. It went up around 2.30 because our internet completely went out. This is what happens when you're in the, we're in the middle of nowhere and all of our backups were failing. So it actually took like an hour to upload. But it went up and it's really interesting. Pete Parada, of course, was replaced in the band The Offspring after 14 years because his doctor said, hey, we recommend you do not get the vaccine due to complications related to Guillain-Barre syndrome. And he went, oh, okay, all right. And he went to the band and said, hey, guys, I don't know if I can do this. The doctor says no. And they were like, get out. So it's a, it's a bit more complicated than that, but we talked for a couple hours about this and so much more. It was a really interesting conversation. So if you're interested to hear about that behind the scenes, there's also some really cool uh, insights into what it's like to be in an internationally touring band when COVID happened. And all of a sudden you're, you're like in some foreign country and they're like, hey, everything's locking down. You better get out quick. Check that out. YouTube.com slash Timcast. And uh, let's jump into the first story. We got this from the Post Millennial. Breaking. Biden has cancerous tissue removed from chest. A statement from the president's physician announced that Biden had a skin lesion on his chest removed at Walter Reed Hospital in D.C., which was later tested and found to be basal cell carcinoma, a type of skin cancer. All right. So that's the that's the news. You may be asking because I don't want I don't want to bury this. I don't want to come out and be like, he's dying. He has cancer. No, no, no. Hold on. This is the Kelowna Skin Cancer Center Clinic. Kelowna Skin Cancer Clinic. I just looked this up. Is basal cell carcinoma fatal? They say no. The risk of death is extremely low. However, it has the potential to cause significant disfigurement, and that can have a serious impact on your life. The prognosis is excellent. So it's not like Joe Biden is on his deathbed or anything like that. But the reason I think this is important is because we had this story a while ago where uh, in July, on July uh, 22nd, 2022, Joe Biden said he had cancer. He said, where, where, where is it at? He has this quote here. And he says, you had to put it on your windshield wipers again, literally oil stick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up, grew up with have cancer and why can, for the longest time, Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. When he said that, the media was like, no, 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 he meant he had it. He had it. Well, apparently he didn't. I mean, apparently this dude has, has consistently had cancerous lesions on his skin. So I don't know. It's it's breaking news. Do you guys think it's significant? Well, I'm the not president surpri- has cancer. It's definitely significant. I don't think it's it's not surprising because he did tell us he had cancer like last year. Um, but then the media was like, no, no, no. Also, it's probably not super uncommon for people that are you know his age and in, in that kind of stressful environment to develop some sort of reaction, stress reaction. Like I think cancer can be brought on by stress and diet as much as like I don't know if pharma is going to tell you it's brought on by, but a lot of times fixing your diet can. In my opinion, skin cancer is usually a product of sun exposure, usually. But um, yeah, it's another like an environmental stressor as well. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. You. No, no. It just it, like my my dad passed away of cancer in like 20 years ago and it was melanoma. It's, you know, it, it's not typical for people to die. But Joe Biden is from from skin cancer. But Joe Biden is old, you know, so I, I don't know that. That this is is something that is going to off him, but I imagine it's worth being honest with the American people about. I think the biggest issue here is the fact that again the media is is you know playing doing the the PR role for Dude, the administration. Remember that story about Biden being in the shower and then trying to 
trying to grab the dog's tail and then slipping and breaking his foot or whatever. Yeah. 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 Everybody, you know, uh, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people thought that was cover for something else so they could get him into the hospital. Oh, he hurt his foot. He's got to go to the hospital. And then really they what were doing something What was the timeline on that? On how long he was in the hospital for? Yeah, or like I don't when remember. he was in. I'm curious. I don't know, but I mean, if he, if if they can go in and remove cancerous tissue that quickly, I wonder if they've like they're at the point where they're just like, look, we can't pretend anymore. Like, yeah, we just got to tell people the truth. This it's not the first time he's had cancer removed, but I don't know. I, I'm just ah, it, the crazy thing is, at first I see this story about Biden having cancer, and I'm like, okay, well it's serious, no matter how serious the cancer is. But then I'm just, I just think nobody who likes Joe Biden, well, nobody likes Joe Biden, but nobody who was on the left or liberal cares. The, the dude could like have a heart attack on stage and they'd be like, well, you know, uh, and they'd make an excuse for it. And then people on the right don't believe he's actually in charge anyway. So does anybody really care that Biden's? I do. I care. I don't like him, but I care for, about him. And I, I mean, I, I mean, politically, like. Is there any concern at all? So I, he's an 80-year-old man, and I understand many people in the audience aren't the biggest fans of Joe Biden, but I think we should be praying for this man, given that if he plots, then it's Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, so it's only getting worse from here, and it's going to get a lot worse. People think Joe Biden's incompetent. I think Kamala ha Harris is twice as incompetent as Joe Biden. So we should be praying for this 80-year-old man. <laughs> Joe, Joe Biden used to know some stuff. Kamala Harris has never known a thing ever. And yeah, they're still trying to drop her. There's been a lot of beef between um, Biden and Kamala. So I'd be keeping an eye on her, if anything, because if something happens to Biden, uh, I'd be nervous that Kamala was involved. Yeah, so. or a sick Biden, like a really not well guy, is makes way poorer decisions. Like uh, an unhealthy mind is the most dangerous president we could have. I don't even care who yeah. it is if someone's got a broken brain. So I want him to become healthy and soak in the yeah, tub. Guys, there's an old saying that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. And so when you look at Hunter Biden as a human being, you have to wonder about his dad. I was like, I want to I want to help. The, I want to like these people to become healthier. I want Vladimir Zelensky to become healthier. I want Vladimir Putin uh, uh, to become healthier. And then I was like, I want the, the Russian soldier and the Ukrainian soldier that are shooting at each other to both become healthier. And then I was picturing two guys in a knife fight and trying to get them to both become healthier. And I'm like, I couldn't. Ian I was is like, too where, pure for it life. Stops. <laughs> at some point, I can't heal both of them when they're killing each other. That's right. You can't heal one. <laughs> like, I can't, I don't know who to, like, I do want to, like, ele elevate and heal people. But when they're, it's like, I can't, it's, I couldn't, like, spiritually do it. I, I was like, there's some sort of uh, blockade, like, blur. Uh, so I have an idea here. I think there's something wrong. What I think we see sometimes in politics is where we, they push politicians who are unhealthy to continue running and continue their role because there's a lot of people attached to them. And I think we saw that in the case with, I don't know exactly what's going on with Dianne Feinstein, but she has shingles and she probably should have retired a long time ago. Joe yeah. Biden doesn't seem totally competent. John Fetterman probably didn't need to finish running that campaign after he had the stroke, but it seemed that he was pressured by his wife and others. Um, Chrissy, what do you think about this well, stuff? Well, yeah, it's just I was thinking that the whole Biden thing is so reminiscent of what's going on with John Fetterman. I just I genuinely know you're talking about this with Ashley the other day, too. Like, there's no way that man just has depression. There mm. has to be something else. He's got to be covering up for something else. Um, Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D.
That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. But at the same time, you know, I or counteract myself because I'm like, there's no way his wife just left a man that could be dying of something to go to Canada. Unless she's like a Stepford wife, you know, like. Yeah. I get it, though, because if, if John's, if he's incapacitated and the kids are probably so scared for their dad. And right. so they're like, let's do something fun. And, yeah, and it was just Niagara Falls. So it wasn't like they went to the deep runaway. It's New York, you know, Niagara Falls. Right I, across I'm the thinking, though, like, think about your spouse is running in a primary. They have a stroke. They aren't in the best of health. And the campaign is not an easy thing to run. There's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. Reporters are hounding you. I was one of the reporters hounding them. And she was like, no, let's stay in the race through the general and one of the most contentious elections, the Senate races. It's an extremely close Senate race. And that takes a toll on your health. So you have to think about like what a lot of these people around them are putting some of these politicians through. And you have to worry if, if Joe Biden is OK. And again, we're praying that he is, because if he does plot or resign, it's not getting better. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I, I, I think it'll be that different. I think Kamala Harris has a different team around her. I think they're completely... The, you, think only, Kamala, you think Kamala Harris has a team? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, and I think she has a different team around her that think that she's incompetent. Like, she also did very poorly across the country when she was running for president. I don't even think she pulled well in California. She quit, no. she quit before, before the California, California primary, so Andrew that way she Yang. didn't get... So she didn't get hosed and lose her entire political career. Because she was gonna, she was gonna get trounced in California by Andrew Yang. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't imagine Kamala Harris interacting with different world leaders too in a serious way. She'd just have that nervous laugh. I don't trust her with her hands on the nuclear weapon. <clears throat> I think that, that I'm, I'm kind of whether it's Trump. I mean, I think Trump would do a good job, but I got to be honest. You know, we're going to talk a little bit later about this. These uh, this cat lady burning down her house, <laughs> and then I just think about it, and I'm just like. Maybe we just need some hard times, man. I think we'll all be fine. I think everybody who listens to a show like this is probably fine. We got so many people who are like, look, I bought chickens. I got got out of the city. And I'm just like, I think most people will be fine. And I think the reality is I wouldn't want to pull a Bill Maher and be like, bring on the recession to get rid of Trump. But I would want to say something like, guys, whether you want it to or not, the storm is a brewing. And we can see the clouds off on the horizon. Whether it comes now or whether it comes tomorrow, you best get ready for it. But you know what? That storm's going to come and wash away all of all of this, bo- this BS. I've, I've, to- I've toyed with the idea of let it get worse f- sooner so that it can get better faster. I don't think it really works that way. If you let things get bad, they get really bad and out of control. When things are out of control, the World Economic Forum creates a new government. I'm not saying to let things get out of control. I'm saying brace yourself for the storm. Yeah. For and, I, sure. and I'm saying whether it's Biden or Kamala, that storm's coming either way. But let's, let's Ian, weather the storm. The thing is, with Tim, from to Tim's point, the more people you have prepared for hard times and for the storm or whatever, like the less impact the people have on the people that are unprepared. So the more people you have that are prepared, the more capable they are of helping the people that are unprepared. So it's it's just a good idea to you know have some kind of ability to have to to fend for yourself have some food stored up you know have have a week or two maybe a couple months depending on your your ability you know but i'm just a lot of people have chickens how do you defend your chickens what's the best defense electric fence uh mil spec ar-15 so like like actual guard on duty other beyond a guard on duty electric fence a stud rooster well for for cocktown we have an electric fence and that mostly keeps up the predators though some of the roosters have jumped over it because i mean they're dumb 
and they're they're looking for girls and there's no girls. <laughs> but I, I don't blame them. Like if I was in a b- big room full of dudes and they were like outside's dangerous, I'd be like, yeah, but it's like oh, nothing but dudes in here. But you know? but if someone tries to steal the chicken, it's basically you need a guard on duty. I mean, depending on what's happening, I wouldn't want to end a human being's life over a chicken, you know. But if we're talking about like the apocalypse, and you've got banditos who are trying to come and steal your food, and that could kill you, and you're, then you got you got to really think about that. But but I, I want to go back to my point. My point was just this: you see these videos of these like morbidly obese millennials and Gen Zers being like, "Why do I have to have a job? I should be allowed to just sleep all day." And I'm kind of like. Maybe life's too good. You know what I mean? Like, look, right now, and I'm not talking about hardworking Americans. You got a dude working at a steel mill who's barely scraping by. And you contrast that with morbidly obese young people who are like, I don't want a job. I'm not saying the dude at the steel mill needs a harder life. I'm saying he's already working hard. She's already working hard. I'm saying we got too many young people who don't work hard at all. Extract from the system. Vote for government to take money from the people who are working to give to people who aren't. You know, people talk about how communism is coming. And uh, we, we played that video the other day where this teacher talks about socialism. And she said she gives her whole class a shared grade. And then the grades slowly f- go down. Because like all the, the, so the story was the students were like, so- socialism works. And she yeah. said, okay, then we'll average all of your grades so nobody fails, but nobody gets an A either. And they said, great, let's do it. The, the hard workers who study really hard get Bs. And the lazy people got Bs. And so the lazy people were like, this is great. I don't got to do anything. And the hard workers were like, even though I worked hard, I got nothing. Screw that. I'm not going to do any work. And the grades kept dropping. So I'm, I'm saying, we're already there, man. We're already there. If you are listening to this and you work in a warehouse and you're driving, you're a forklift operator, you're a truck driver, you are facing hardship, you're facing lockdowns, you're a, you're a contractor, you're a carpenter, you're whatever, you're doing physical labor every day. And you know, your buying power is being diminished because there are Oh, morbidly obese Gen Z and millennials sitting in big cities voting to take your money from you and then going on TikTok and being like, I should have to have a job. Yeah, this is my problem with Medicare for all. I don't want to pay for people that are uh, intentionally or self-inflicting damage on themselves, either through eating sugar. That was my big one. And Jimmy Dore, we had on the show, one of the biggest proponents of Medicare for all that I know. And I said that to him. I don't want it. And he's like, well, what about people that go skiing and break their leg? Like, is that self-inflicted? Good argument, Jimmy. And But then I was like, but another big problem I have is the people that make the medicine make the sugar. It's the same industry. I can't, I don't have the paperwork to show it, but I know that the pharma food industry is is connected. And they're very happy to sell you sugar and then sell you the medicine to heal the cancer later. So I don't want to medicate. I don't want Medicare. To, I don't want to pay for people's lazy or, or ignorance. And I, even Jimmy was like, that's a good point. He didn't have an answer for that. So I don't like Medicare for all. And not, not on the straight up, like, let's pay for everyone's in, inconsistencies. No. This is hilarious. So I got this Coke right here that I'm drinking. And it's like the glass bottle pure sugar one. And it says it's got 39 added sugars, which is 78% of your daily sugar intake. Dear God, that is a lot of sugar. Based on a 2,000 calorie diet. Yeah, based on like probably 10 times more sugar than you're actually supposed to have. So you're probably getting 700% of your daily sugar in that. I don't know. That's a guess, but like you're probably getting more than what the number on the bottle is actually saying. You're not supposed to eat refined sugar. It's crazy. I'm just so powerful. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pull the audience on this one and just ask you guys and everybody here. Do you think we like young people need hard work right now? Yeah. And I actually think that one of the best things that, that, 
older generations can do is to pull young people into some sort of religious or general community. Um, I feel like I, I watch it time and time again. I'm Gen Z. I'm 25 years old. My generation's completely lost on religion, and you have to see these study after study show that people are depressed, and yet the religion is ticking down. Your true freedom does not come from being able to sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. Your true freedom comes from peace, and peace comes from hard work. If you have none of that, where are you going to end up? Sad, depressed, fat on TikTok. And I think that the best thing you can do is if you're that steel worker that goes to church every Sunday, invite your fat millennial, okay? Like, invite them to church. Because to me, that's where the community gets built, and that's where people get happy and feel free. I think a part of the reason why people don't want to work hard anymore is also a, a result of the uh, eroding... Um, results that come from it. And I'm directly citing like Columbia University is no longer requiring SAT or ACT scores in undergraduate admissions. So like, why is anybody motivated to work hard and try to do well in admissions anymore? People need to be cynical nowadays. And that's the way to get ahead. You need to cynically wield your identity. When applying to Columbia University, you need to write some BS in your college essay, and you're more likely to get in than if you work hard on your SAT or ACT. Well, I think you see you see that Delta, I think it was United Airlines. They announced the all LGBTQ crew. They got laughed what? at. A- <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, this is the pride plane and the crew is all LGBTQ. And I'm just like, so did like HR ask all of the applicants about their sexual, you know, proclivities? Probably. Like ima- imagine you're like, I'm a pilot. I would like this job. And they go, okay. And um, how many flight hours do you have? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. And do you sleep with men or women? And then the pilot's like, uh, men. Like, oh, so you're gay. Okay, we'll put that down. Well, they we have a great for, opportunity for you. They asked for volunteers. They're like, look, this is what we want to do. If there are any members of the LGBT community that work for Delta, please, blah, blah, blah. This is what our plan is. It's cynical. Think, it's garbage. Yes, it's not even June. But, but here's my point. As we move towards automation, one thing that Andrew Yang didn't quite un- capture is that if there are no skill-based requirements for a job because the AI is doing it, then it's going to be identity-based requirements for the job. Mm. Yeah. If anybody can press the button, then they're going to go for the you know disabled trans person of color, whatever, and be like, be, well, I mean, look, if you're if you're a company like in California, they have board requirements now, or something like that. I'm pretty sure like they passed a law and they yeah, were like, yeah. your board has to have X yeah. many people of color and females. So they're going to be like, can we get all of that in one person? And right. so if they got to hire somebody. But anyway, look, as, as more things become automated, you're going to have someone at a McDonald's and their job is going to be to watch the machines. And if they break, to then call someone. Well, th- th- if there's no qualification, it's going to be identity. You go to Walmart and it's all self-checkouts, basically, which is really yeah. annoying. And they got one person just standing there. There's no real qualifications for the job other than you have to be there. Well, then it's going to be identity-based. Yeah, if our institutions start to creep more towards caring about DEI for reasons to hire people, then it will come at the cost of people's merit and actual skill at the jobs. Not only are we seeing the SATs and ACTs being disregarded, but also in law schools, we're seeing them be disregarded. The MCATs are being disregarded now as, as well. It's like, these are the things I want my doctors to know. I want my lawyer to be able to do really well on the LSAT. I want my, you know, my doctors to be able to do the, have the best scores on the MCATs. I don't care if you're a black, Indian, Jewish, or whatnot, so. Well, we did see some good news today out of Texas A&M. Their system cut their diversity, equity, and inclusion statements for admission, which is the first country or first university in the country 
to do away with all that crap. And I think it might have been the New York Times, some woke place was was talking on and on about how George Floyd inspired DEI, and now a couple of years that's, later, all the DEI jobs are dying. That's all just a lie. That's yeah, all manipulation, like, and all, they, sh- they can screw themselves. It's yeah. all manipulation. First of all, this is the first college we're seeing. So how would that be accurate that the New York Times is saying that when this is one of the first colleges across the nation, well, and it's a pretty conservative college, relatively? It turns out that Vanguard is pulling out of ESG. Did you guys see? It's, what? it's a third Sick. of the global capital no, is out. Really? Yeah, pull this up, dude. This is like a two-week-old article. That's it's a big 50 deal. trillion dollars. <clears throat> They're not playing this game. They're going economic. Well, you pull it up. There's one, like Damn. I want to like you had mentioned. Someone had mentioned talking about like why kids are depressed. Like human oh, yeah, beings are. That. Human Van, beings. Well, are, this is Vanguard CEO. This is pulls huge. out of the net zero managers initiative and affirms his fiduciary duty to clients. We should have. This is day wow. one. Top this world this is, class this, news. This is yeah. almost, it's like a week and a half ago. Yeah, seriously, this is them being like, "Hey, uh, get what go broke. We lost too much money." And uh, now we have no choice. Yeah, but ESG's to done. This is this is it. This is it. The blood has been sucked out of the body. It's not done. I it's, mean, it's 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 this is good, but that ESG is 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 pushed by ideologically motivated people. So that's like saying that a religion is done. Okay, it's not done, but this is an example that this of capitalism not functioning with communism. Communism is not profitable, and the capitalist system won't use it. Well, I mean, it's it's good that people are recognizing that ESG is not good for 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 results for companies and stuff like that. And it is it is communism and it's it's not particularly it's not intended or or simply melded with capitalism but if you look at china then that's there's an that, that refutes your argument there because china has a at least a surface level communist society and they have markets and that's what china did china took you know china took uh the the basics of marxism mao you know maoism is is marxist leninism with chinese characteristics and all they've done is managed to implement markets but they still have the control and they still use the ideology of communism to to control the opinions of, of the population because america we kind of get this general sense that everyone in china is feels like they're oppressed and stuff and i don't think that that's the case i don't think a billion and a half people all hate their government and are just waiting for the second to rise up it's way more complex than that hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus so i just Agreed. think that the, the, good yeah Agreed. i don't know how profitable chinese companies are realistically like real profit like profit thriving does, kind profit of doesn't matter in modern modern monetary theory bro um, they they are they are printing money and the, the system has become so big the petrodollar has become so big they know that it's almost impossible to shake the confidence in the value of the dollar so they can just mass print the money and spend it wherever they want without a thought. No, no. they. I mean, not really. Thomas Massey actually was just talking about this. The last $5 trillion that was printed was actually just created out of thin air. Normally, it's loaned. Right, they, they always do that. No, normally they loan it out. You get, Thomas Massey's brilliant, man. He is. Um, and he pointed out that we actually just diluted our economy. I thought it was always just printed out of thin air, but apparently it's been on the books and then we're allowed to get it loaned to us. Banks, so we know ahead of time how much is going to be there. The money, the money supply has expanded when a bank issues a loan. And now so this last time they just it, it is created. It is created. It is not. 
When a bank is issuing a loan, the money is fabricated in that moment. Yeah. They then just put in your account, the, lo- the money exists. Congratulations. So I would push back that I think modern monetary theory is profitable, and that's why it worked, and that what they're doing now isn't modern monetary theory. You're supposed to take out a huge loan invested in infrastructure, then you make more than what you took out, and you pay back the loan. That's modern monetary theory. I don't but- think that that's accurate. Well, that's the idea. Is That's what they did after World War II. They, that's they not took mo- out that, more. That's not modern monetary theory. Modern monetary theory is is based on the idea that because the, the issuing country requires that the people of the country pay taxes in the, the currency that was issued, that means that the currency is always going to have value because you have to pay taxes with that currency. Are you sure there's no, uh, like, premise of building infrastructure with the loan B- building people, instru- that's policy that's not monetary policy that's that's infrastructure policy they have, those are they two have, different things they have created demand for the currency by force if you do not yeah. pay what you owe we will lock you up therefore people are always going i need dollars and as long as someone needs the dollars the economy will keep on churning but this also means as a component of it taxes aren't being paid uh so that we can go to war ukraine the war in ukraine is not tax dollars they fabricate this money and it extracts the buying power from your bank account. Big so your 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 five hundred bucks in your bank doesn't move at all, doesn't change. But what you can buy with five hundred bucks does. Yep. And if you sit, if if today, I was talking about this a year ago with the uh, with the COVID uh, uh, st- stim- uh, stimulus and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I put a tablet in my Amazon cart and then forgot to buy it. And then like a day later, opened up Amazon and it said alert, prices have changed, and it went up like hundred and thirty bucks. And I was like, whoa, if I bought that like a week ago, I would have saved a lot of money. Almost every time I order something on Amazon that I've ordered in the past, I'll check my old order invoice to look at the old price versus what I'm about to pay because I'm fascinated with the changes in price. I'll see like a 10% change here and there. Infl- I mean, inflation's a real thing. That, like, that's what Tim's talking about. But the, when it comes to like taxation and stuff, the, they tax ju- to control inflation. So like when you say, you know, you when people talk about paying taxes to pay bills, they don't pay taxes to, you don't pay taxes to pay bills. The whole point of you paying taxes is so that way there's less currency moving through the system. It's literally taking money from you specifically so you have less money. Is that why taxes started up or was that if they wanted to do that, the Fed could just increase their rates? No, no, that's not, that's the the Fed increases the interest rates. That's, that's the cost of borrowing money. The taxation is what you, is what you have to pay to the the federal government. To control inflation. Yeah. And that's to, like Tim said, it controls inflation. They suck up the money and then they burn it. You think the government uses taxes as a tool to control inflation? That's a fact. I don't just think it. I I understand. That's a fact, actually. That's That's how... That is that is literally that's that's modern monetary. Taxes. Taxes. That is modern monetary. I mean, theory. they're supposed to so deflate, but they might be using it. I don't the, know. The U.S. government can create money if they want to. Quantitative easing through the Fed, or Barack Obama issued that stimulus, or as Ian pointed out, the last five trillion was just fabricated. The purpose of paying taxes is not so that money can be used for war. Technically, you can say it is, but it's to control for inflation because the government can manifest money wherever they want. But if they do too much you'll get runaway inflation. So yeah. they need to then bring down the money supply inverse. But to like on the state and local level, they're collecting of taxes course. to help pay for that's whatever, because they're not know, the property taxes. But and, federal, so the federal taxes. OK. Yeah, right. because state okay. and lo- state and local lo- state and localities don't issue the currency. Yeah. I just thought that the most effective tool to control inflation, though, would be feds changing the rates and influencing the money. They supply. do it in a con- they, if, they combine if, it. If the U.S. government is through various means or the economy is expanding the money supply, and there's no controls for that, you get runaway inflation. You look at these countries where they just mass print money, 
they get trillion dollar bills. And then all of a sudden it's worthless overnight because it's hyperinflation. So you need a way to restrict the money supply to make sure things don't get out of control so the system doesn't break. You'll find there's the Thomas Massey video I'm referencing is where he pours water into the iced tea to explain dilution of the economy. And everyone's like, I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but he's like explaining to like third graders. It's really awesome. So if you type Thomas Massey iced tea, you might find it on the Internet. So like with Nordic countries, they have super high tax rates. That's um, they're trying to control. And they, they, they can't issue petrodollars. So for some of these countries, it probably is true, but the U.S. is the global reserve currency. Mm-hmm. So we can just fabricate money. We don't need to and ma- manufacture apparently, goods. according to Massey, uh, all the countries of Earth as well inflated the crap out of their economy when we printed yeah. that $5 trillion, And that's the only reason or the main reason why we haven't gone under. Yeah. Because everyone's... 100%. We print out a ton of money, but China prints out even more. And it's interesting how their economy works. But uh, Chrissy, do you have any thoughts on uh, all this money talk? I am learning so much right now. Can I just say that? I'm like, this is over my head in terms of like my everyday thing. And I'm fascinated because I'm just learning so much. Ooh. Don't you love being the stupidest person in the room? Oh, hell yeah. It's the best. I, I mean, do fr- no, no, hold on. Hold, probably know we're all really dumb and just talking out our asses. <laughs> I don't know if Phil's right. I'm going to have to fact check everything later. <laughs> yeah, I thought, never, I thought it was about the money supply and the Fed. But hey, I, I'm willing to be wrong. I've never, <laughs> had, a, I've never had a thought of my own i only repeat things that i've heard so i'm not smart <laughs> I'm wait a minute I have, but i only learned this from you phil wait so you who, you from you phil, who are you citing what is your uh, source modern you can actually google modern monetary theory and and oh, oh you can bing it if you feel dirty hey be careful they might have changed the definition though i thought that's that it was true. about investing in infrastructure but are you that that's policy modern monetary theory is the is the 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 the, the policy that the government has regarding the monetary uh the monetary policy the the policy you're talking about is like infrastructure policy so like they would they would take loans or or create money so that way they could pay people that are going to build buildings or whatever like the new deal yeah that's 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 stimulating the economy that's different than creating the money that goes into the economy you know what i mean like the monetary policy that they have is is different than like an infrastructure policy. They're different things. Wasn't there like a trillion dollars missing from like the Pentagon's books or something? More, happens more. a lot, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Two right, my conspiracy on that is that we're making a special little something. Okay, that that's too much money to just go missing. Mm-hmm. All right, so right. Right. But, you remember it was like not September tenth, right it, but, before nine eleven. But it might not be like one chunk of two two trillion. It might just be accounting errors. Yeah, we like, not. Accounting case. errors can be scary. I'll, I'll tell you that because if somebody. Cross, you know, carries a one in the wrong place, then all of a sudden your tax preparer comes to you and says, you know, oh, you actually owe seven thousand more dollars, and you're like, whoa, 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 how is that possible? Like I'm overpaid, and they go, oh, I carried a one in the wrong spot. It looked like you had more money than you did, and I'm like, thank you. That's you know, that's that's crazy. So when it comes to the auditing problems with the Pentagon and the Federal Reserve, we we need to audit them. Here it is. Donald Rumsfeld in 2001 announced that the Pentagon had lost, the Department of Defense had lost more than $2.3 trillion. Lost. Lost, but hold on, hold on. What's your source? What's your source? This is a video from How Money Works referencing. I I mean, I've I've heard this story for two decades. Yeah, the story I heard was they could not account for $2.3 trillion. Yeah, but they're failing audits. But that, that, that means the money is just not tracked properly. It could still be in their bank. It could have been spent somewhere, but someone you know, gave $100,000 to one department and then didn't write it down. And so they're like, where did that money go? I don't remember, but it's still there. You this know what I mean? From Armstrong Economics says the Office of the Inspector General has reported that the Department of Defense is missing $6.5 trillion, up from $2.3 trillion. This is due to an <laughs> increase in government spending under the Obama administration from 2.9 to 3.9. Well, all right. That's uh, insane. So they're missing $6.5 trillion. 
I mean, that's that's absolutely scandalous. The, the government has gone rogue. I don't know what to do. Uh, Thomas Jefferson's the it's man. It's so scandalous. No <laughs> one even cares. Let's talk like, about uh, some cultural stuff real quick. Yes, please. Well, we had this story from the Post Millennial. Daily Wire's Jeremy Boring launches new chocolate company in response to Hershey's woke trans stunt. They did this so fast. I am impressed. I will play for you the video right now. That's because now. they're just rewrapping chocolate that exists. Well, you, but that's all chocolate is. It, it, like, like all these, everyone's got a coffee company. Yeah. Like, I did not buy a coffee roaster. And then, you know, I think I think the quarter, Jeremy at the quarter, literally did. Oh, but, really? Yeah, what we did was we found a provider. We yeah. we talked to them about the blend that we wanted and the kind of coffee that we like. And they're, they're creating for us a specific thing. And then we put our label on it because it's our version of a coffee. They, so they'll make a bunch of different kinds of coffee. What we're doing is combining the ones we like and then selling it under our name. But here's, here's a commercial for you guys. International Women's Day is a... I got it. Hold on. There we go. Pawn us again. And I love an international <laughs> woman. But our friends over at Hershey's, they don't even know what a woman is. They've hired a biological male to be the spokesperson for their Women's Day campaign. And they're calling that campaign, and I swear I'm not making this up, her, she. Her, she. It's humiliating. And it's the and reason that, that I'm clever, launching though. Jeremy's Chocolate. We have two kinds. She, her, and he, him. One of them's got nuts. If you need me to tell you which one it is, keep giving your money to <laughs> yeah, Michael, always laughing. If you're tired of giving your money to woke corporations that hate you, and you're looking for a delicious chocolate bar from a company that actually wants your business, head over to IHateHershey's.com and order Jeremy's Chocolate today. I, I, I'm sorry, man. The Daily Wire does awesome stuff. That, this is brilliant. brilliant. Uh, I, I said when the whole uh, Hershey... Her, Women's Day trans thing happened. I was like, you, you shouldn't boycott Hershey because they hired a trans person. Okay, you should not do that. You should boycott Hershey because it's disgusting garbage sugar that kills you, and you should eat an avocado or something. I thought you were going to make a ginger <laughs> joke about the trans person. Yeah, if it doesn't say fair oh, trade, no, no, no. they're probably using slave labor to acquire the cacao. If it doesn't say fair trade on the package, do, do you, would, would you? What if? What if the Daily Wire chocolate is like the most brutal dictatorial oh, chocolate? Oh, Jeremy, get fair trade, bro. I'll buy it if it's fair trade. I want it more now. If not, I, I gotta say, Brett Cooper held it down in that video. She's awesome. I think as an actor, she's gonna be like a superstar in the world. And it's just now building up the comment section. But she came, she was a child actor in Hollywood and they hired her. So when you go to I Hate Hershey's, it actually brings you to jeremysrazors.com. And, uh, and then you can buy Jeremy's Chocolate Binary. Brilliant. Nuts and Nutless. Nuts and Nutless. And uh, I'll tell you what they did. They probably, as soon as this happened, they had someone design she, her, he, him. They probably bought a chocolate bar from Walgreens or whatever supermarkets they have in, in Nashville and then just printed out the paper, wrapped it around the thing for a prop. Then they went, they, they called a bespoke chocolate labeler and they said, we want to sell the chocolate. And they said, we can have it packaged for you. Because when, when you go to Hershey Park, you can actually get your own bar made. They, like, there's this thing where you walk into this room and then you pick what you want. Like I want white chocolate with toffee bits and then I want it covered in dark chocolate. The Hershey, Pennsylvania? Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to that factory once. Yeah, we, we, we went there a little while ago. I won't go there now. But uh, they make a box and everything. And the funny thing is when I went there, they do this thing where they take the first three letters of your last name and then put it on your bar. So when I got my chocolate with nuts <clears throat> and it was lumpy and brown, <laughs> it had the first three letters of my last name on the box. 
And so I went to the the woman who was running. And I said, "Ma'am, can I can I get a different label for this box?" And she was—it was, was, was a young man first—and he goes, "No, you can't." And I was like, "My <laughs> of guy, not. I am not going to spend what was like fifty bucks on a poo bar. You <laughs> My gotta, guy, you got it. You got to give me a better box for this. <laughs> if you told me they would do that, I would not have put my last name on the box." And so then the lady came over, looked at it, and started laughing. And I was like, I was kind of perturbed that they told me, no, you're the poo bar. <laughs> and so when the lady came back and started laughing, at first I was a little irked, but I started laughing too. And I was like, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? And then she took it and she gave me a new box. But they, they, like, there's a machine that does it all. So I didn't get the properly sealed box like everybody else got because mine said poo on it. They had to give me a, a stock box and then just drop it in there and then tape it shut. And I'm like, you know, you can't yeah. win. But that, that anyway... Some people got a rough. Anyway, story aside, uh, you sh- you should like. I I'll probably end up. I'm, I think I'm gonna buy a, a crap load of this stuff. I think I'm gonna buy <laughs> like 500 bars, and I'm gonna have them downstairs for guests and for employees, and it's gonna be funny because you're gonna walk in and 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 you know it's <laughs> it actually says nuts and nutless on them. I know yes. nutless. <laughs> nutless. I love it. I I love it. I love Jeremy. I love. Daily Wire, but I don't want it a sugar. That's my only downside. If it was a product like a meatless meat, you know, whatever. Look, the worst. Uh, that's not what I mean. The worst thing about <laughs> when I try to get that Hershey bar is that I I put everything in it. So like when I was what what it, what it is it's like it's like a bowl. It's a chocolate bar with with a, with an edge around it to hold the stuff in. And I was like, I want white chocolate chips. I want chocolate chips. I want toffee bits. So it created this big mound. And then it blankets it, 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 in, it what's it called? It enrobes it in chocolate. Enrobes it. That's what it. they call nice. it. Nice. And so what comes out, everyone else has like this thin, normal looking bar and mine's lumpy and weird looking. And then they wrote poo on it. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, come on, Photo man. op. I, was, I probably should have just taken it. Like, poo. That's right. What that's are the right. odds of that? With but the it, big lumpy chocolate. I was like, I would have put a fake name if you told me you were going to do that. Did, was it good when you ate it? Yeah, of I course mean, it was. It was, was it like too yes. many ingredients because it no, like harkens back to the day of when I had no money at Subway and I'd be like extra everything, and then yes. I just that would be my meal. Dude, I'd go to Wendy's and I would be like, I would like the uh, the dollar menu junior you know cheeseburger deluxe or whatever, and I want quadruple extra tomato, quadruple extra lettuce, and quadruple extra cheese, like whatever's free. And then some places the cheese is like cheese is extra, but sometimes they would they would tell me they didn't care, and I'd be like, "How many tomatoes can I get?" And they'd be like, "I don't know, tomatoes are free." And I was like, "Can I get seven? And they'd be like, "I guess." And I'm like, "I need food. I'm poor." Yes. This Fill is, your belly. So there's gonna, a lot of people who right aren't now, like the biggest fans of the Daily Wire that aren't the most bullish on the Daily Wire, and I think you know the chocolate bar is a little bit gimmicky. The he him the the nutless stuff, even though that's a great line, it's a little bit gimmicky. But I think you really do need to give the Daily Wire so much credit because they do so many different things across the board between. Matt Walsh is lobbying for different um, bans against, you know, these conversions, these trans conversion surgeries in Tennessee or signing Jordan Peterson or Jeremy's Razors. Or I know they're also doing children's books. And Chrissy, maybe you could tell me a little bit of some of their other projects going on. But they're just really willing to work on these other projects. And I think a lot of people in the right wing movement or conservative movement aren't willing to put as many risks out um, like the Daily Wire seems to be doing so. I'm really bullish on them, and I think they're doing a great job, and they should continue doing stuff like this in the space. I agree. I'm a Daily Caller. Or a Daily, Daily Wire. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's at a different company. What Were you, you previously at Daily Wire? Yeah, I was. So the, okay. So previously at. I'm, I'm ordering $2,000 worth of Jeremy's chocolate right now. Do it. I'm not, I'm not even What's joking. What's the website? I hate Hershey's.com. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, oh, uh, they're getting some orders tonight. Yeah, I'm I ordering 480 bars. <laughs> how many hymns? How many hers? You should. It's half of each. It's 240 oh, of each. each. I, I wonder if they made a trans flavor, like a half nut, half not. I think that's <laughs> or, the whole Or thing. just oh. whole nut if it's, which, yeah. Whole nut would be a good. Well, because no matter, you can't make pitch. it half and half either way, right? There's no way to get to half and. Order confirmed. <laughs> Give me the nuts. <laughs> in, the trans, in the, the trans man chocolate bar, there's just random but, things. But they could, they, could do, they could do a bunch of stuff that would be like funny to make fun of. You yeah, could why do, don't they like, do like trans women and just send you a bag oh, of nuts? That's. Well, but no, but they could do like, like, I don't know, they could, they're doing nuts and nut lists. It's like, okay, what all, what else do you got? You can make, uh, like cookies and cream and then, oh yeah, or, or, or you know, you do, you could do one where it's, um, white chocolate with, uh, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's gotta be like banana cream with white chocolate inside and they could make like an Americanized Asian joke or something. <laughs> you know what I would really love is a white and dark chocolate swirl bar. If you can pull that off, they could they could make they could like that, yeah. the an American flag bar, and they could be like, oh. you know, we don't need none of this. There you go. We're Americans. Oh. I mean, that, you know, actually, that's a really cool thing. Do they I like have that that freeze dried like strawberry better. in it or something? Well, imagine this. Imagine you like open the wrapper, and it's an American flag, but it's a candy bar, and you got like strawberry, white chocolate, it, and you, I guess blueberry. You can do that. Watch the do food that. coloring. Don't use that pharmaceutical uh, tar, car, coal tar. You know, Yellow Five Lake and crap like that, or what is it, petroleum based? I have no you idea. Know, food coloring, yeah, the Yellow Five Seed Lake oils is, or something. But or? no, I, 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 no, no joke. I just ordered uh, twenty. I think I ordered twenty packs. Nice. So that's what is that? Four hundred twenty, twenty-four packs. Four hundred and eighty. It was two thousand dollars. But uh, we run a business here, and um, I'm pretty sure that when we have guests here, when they go Don't down leave. and they, it's not about eating them, it's about seeing it. Okay. And people are going to be like, "That's awesome." So it's an it's an important business purchase, dude. Whoever, in terms of like, <laughs> and it's important to support Daily it's Wire because yeah. you like their projects, and if you think what they're doing is cool, then supporting them is uh, great. Who do you think this came was up fast? They did it in like six hours. Yeah. Who do you think came up with Nutless? Let's take a toll. I think it was Jerry. Okay, hold on. I don't know. The Daily Wire guys yeah. were sitting around and like I'm imagining Jeremy smoking a cigar, and he's like, "We should make a chocolate bar to like make fun of Hershey's." And someone's like, "Oh, dude, we should call it Nut Nutless." And like, that's a great idea. And they're yes. like all laughing and like. Michael Knowles comes in and they're high fiving each Just other. Just like, do it. <laughs> I think Knowles came came up with it. He doesn't get enough credit. He's smart, smart guy. Candace suggested. Candace Owens suggested I start a hair care line, oh. and I was like, damn. When Candace Owens tells you you should start a company, you should probably start the company. It's kind of like Rogan telling you you should do this, start doing it. Why was she complimenting your hair? Yeah, quality? she was like, you got great, whatever. She didn't give me the compliment. She was just like, you should do that. And I'm like, yeah, man. They they are set up now, Daily Wire, where they have that whole system ready to go. If they want to start a business, they got the lawyers, they got the business contacts. They like make it happen. And then they have a chocolate company. Make it happen. So it's like once you get into that echelon of friendship or like compatriots, then they're also doing entertainment. I think they're trying to compete with Netflix too and make their own shows. I think they hired somebody who got fired from Disney, if I'm not mistaken, and tried to make a movie with them. Um, they're doing a ton of projects. Good let's, for them. Let's let's jump to this story we got from CNBC, and it's you know both sad and funny at the same time. Resumes including Ooh. they them pronouns are more likely to be overlooked. New report finds. Well, Good. gee, I'm not. I'm. I'm so shocked. Inclusivity shouldn't just be present in the workplace. It should be practiced during the hiring process. But unfortunately, non-binary job seekers are facing clear biases biases during their job search. According to a new report from Business.com, a business resource platform, over 80% of non-binary people believe that identifying as non-binary would hurt their job search. Similarly, 51% believe their gender identity has affected their workplace experience very or somewhat negatively. I got I to gotta, I gotta make a point. 
if you wrote down on your resume that you were that you identify as a globadoop with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. Globadoop. They're not going to hire you. They're gonna, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what this is. This is weird. They're going to say have a nice day. This is giving me Dwight. They don't hire Globadoops here? <laughs> not, not, what, my point is this. No, we do. We do, actually. But my point is, if an employer looks at a resume and they're like, what the does that mean? They're not. They're not going to hire you. Going to be like, I have no idea what this is. Right. Yeah, they'll put it to the back of the pile immediately. The yeah, they're going to say, Look, man, look, I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. First, I they them like what is this? Non-binary is a made-up thing in the past several years. You, no one even understands. I know that gender and sex are different, and sexuality is different than sex. You can be male. You can have a sexuality that's I like guys or girls. But like, there's the reason that jobs don't ask for your your sexual preference when you're signing up. Because you don't want to be discriminated against. Why so don't are, offer it. Like literally, if you hire, like you are hiring a lawsuit. You are hiring an HR problem if you hire someone. No, but that, do these do these uh, resumes go to a separate pile that then get sent to HR? So when they're like, I need a diversity hire, they got their stack right there. Uh, not if you're smart. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a smart tactic. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what they and, need uh, to do to diversity hire. I, I mean, maybe. I think that you can probably achieve diversity hires without going... For you could because the thing is if you if you hire someone that has she her or he him pronouns right you're you're probably going to get a person that is just looking to go to work and do their job and looking to just live their life however they want if you hire someone whose pronouns are zerzim you're hiring someone that's going to make your job a living hell they're going to ruin your workplace. They're going to come in and they're going to bring their ideology along with them. And every business is going to be like, it is way easier to avoid people that use neo pronouns or they them pronouns and just hire people that use she and her and he and him. You may end up with trans people and that's fine because they're just normal trans people that are just looking to live their lives, not politically queer people that are activists that are looking to ruin your company. That's a good point. I think in general that that's probably true. There are probably, I'm sure, instances where someone would have Zzer and they're totally cool. But I think when you got to make huge decisions about thousands of people, you don't have time to go yep. person by person. You've got to make you know, split second decisions and stuff. Are people really putting their pronouns? Like, is this a normal thing? Because I'm looking at templates right now and even like the, the big websites aren't saying that you should be putting your pronouns in your... This is probably an outlier. And, yeah. the, and that's the reason it got such attention yeah. because it's like, yo... I have We're one word the- of business advice for people, and this is key to know your audience. So the only place where pronouns in your resume might help is, I don't know, Media Matters or the ACLU or CNN. But if you're applying somewhere else, then it probably wouldn't be the best idea. You always have to tailor your resume a little bit to the job you want. So if it is a leftist organization, they probably would like the they, them, or, or the pronouns in the resume. But otherwise, probably your best bet to not put it in. Here's, here's, the, here's the issue. It may be that very few people are actually putting they, them in their, in their resumes. And the media, looking for some issue, decides to write about this fringe group of people that aren't that numerous. Here's an example. This is great. Christopher Rufo tweeted, <laughs> It's that. a sign of immense progress that in a search for racism, 
Publications like the New York Times have to invent increasingly niche and implausible incidents of supposed bigotry, such as woman with large dreadlocks has trouble finding equestrian helmet. The New York Times wrote an article that says black equestrians want to be safe, but they can't find helmets. For black riders with natural hair, finding a helmet that fits can be virtually impossible. Some are trying to raise awareness for the problem, but manufacturers say it's not a simple fix. I love this because he was like, quote, I'm having trouble finding a horse riding helmet. It's racism, bro. And it's like a white dude with, with dreadlocks, too. <laughs> so the, the, like, this is kind of the point. The media is like, we found a person who has chosen to have long hair and now a helmet won't fit. Racism. <laughs> that, that's the thing. Like CNBC writing about non-binary people is just trying to create some kind of injustice narrative to get clicks. I, and make I get disability. You know, build me a ramp so what? that I can get oh. into the front of the building. I get that. But when it comes to like, my, my head doesn't fit in your helmet. You don't force someone to build you a helmet. That's totalitarianism. You, hire you build your own helmet. Or yeah, you start a company and hire people to help you, you make you, it. You go to a helmet maker and be like, I would like a helmet that can fit my dreads. And they're going to be like, bro, your hair's too big. The helmet's got to be snug and protect your brain. No, you, gonna, oh. you show up at a place, you say, look, the helmet doesn't fit. It's racism. Now I get to be in charge. That's literally what they're that's doing. That's a good idea. That's exactly what, that's what, that's what <laughs> critical theories are. On Call stuff racist until you control it. Did you see James Lindsay right there. New study that like 93% of kids in, this, in America can now demonstrate or understand at least one tenet of critical race theory. Like if you thought about critical race theory five years ago, thinking that it would have a 93% success rate, that's unreal. I question that that number though. Where did you get? Is that like a poll or something? Yeah, it, it was, was like a, a thousand people polled. Yeah, it's difficult to pin down a tenant of critical race theory because it becomes this kind of amorphous idea. But I, I understand more general. But it's hard to but like. You're talking about school kids, right? These are kids that are still in like uh, K through twelve. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that these kids can identify one of the core concepts of whatever they'll call it, social emotional learning, critical race theory, you know. They're problematic tenants to be teaching kids. Do, do they know that it's critical race theory? No, no, of course it not. It doesn't matter what it's called. The, the, because when you, start, when, you start, when you start labeling it, the first thing that happens is, the, is people that are pro whatever it is, they start telling you, no, we don't, they don't teach that. They start lying to they'll you. They'll right change the, the definitions. Yeah, they'll just lie to you. So, so they're being you indoctrinated. Do, you ha yeah, they're totally being indoctrinated. 100% indoctrination. It is a cult, basically. It, like Communism is a, is a cult. The, the whole... The whole kit and caboodle. Well, like, here's here's an example, actually, because I just tweeted something out. I, uh, I saw a tweet from the Krasensteins. For those aren't familiar, they're like prominent liberals. And Brian said, Dear Republicans, if you think drag queens reading books about love and inclusion to your kids is bad, you might want to check out some of the verses from the Bible that your local priest is reading to them. So I responded with, okay, now try a non-theist. Adult sex performers should not be around kids. And he said, 100%. I'm not aware of any sexual performances at book readings, are you? And uh, th th there actually are. They're just first, lying. First and foremost, drag is an adult sex performance. Yes. And they're lying to you. They are lying to you. And I'll say it again. They are lying to you. When you had these child drag queens ripping their clothes off on stage for adult gay men handing them money, they said, it's just a costume change. It's just a costume. And I'm like, right. When the go-go dancer in states that have banned full nude stripping are dancing on the pole and then rip off their top and they're wearing a bra, it's just a costume change. No, it's a sexualized adult performance. It's meant to titillate. So when you, when you, when you put a go-go dancer or a stripper in a book club, we would call that an adult sex performer reading to children. 
And they should, they, we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. And everybody replying to that, that's saying it's not sexualized. You're all lying garbage people. Well, no, You're just why, the worst evil pieces of garbage there is. Why is it always that it's, we know it's sexualized when it's straight, but we don't know it's sexualized or it becomes mumbled when it's. Just because they lie. Well, did you when see you what Blair White tweeted? Alphabet soup, like LGBT, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Why is it all of a sudden not sexualized because we're pushing a specific ideological agenda? Because all communists lie. I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of it is. Blair, hold on, Blair, Blair White tweeted. Taking kids to a drag show to teach them to respect gay people is the equivalent of taking them to a strip club to respect women. Yeah. Exactly. To be fair, though, yeah. isn't Blair White being an influencer? It's not as bad, obviously, as Drag Queen Story Hour, but aren't you normalizing the idea of trans people almost as much if you have a trans influencer? Blair White, Blair White we, we, has we, we, every right to be on the internet I'm not and saying make she YouTube doesn't. videos. I, I, and, I'm and, not saying and, she doesn't, but she normalizes no, the idea to so many... Oh, well, some people would say normalizing the, the idea of being a successful transgender person and being conformed in that new identity is wrong to teach children that because it could lead them to think that. Don't, and we don't think that men that, could become women that, and women But that's a totally men. different circumstance. Blair White being on the internet talking about, you know, being Blair White, being an influencer, having ideas is not the same as showing up in a G-string to a children's reading hour or whatever or to a, a bar telling the kids it's not going to lick itself and then spreading your legs and thrusting your hips in front of someone's face. I think Blair's very reasonable. She'll tell you, like, I'm a man. And I'm a trans woman. And she can be both at the same time. In fact, you have to be. You, you never stop being a man when you transition to a trans woman. You never yep. stop. It's You can be both at the same time. That's very important. I guess the idea becomes, do you think she helps normalize the idea that trend, people can transition successfully? I actually just did an interview with a mom who was, um, she's a lifelong Democrat, like blue dog Democrat, still lives in California. And um, her daughter underwent um, a, a phase when she thought she was transgender. Grew up like y typical young girl, like had like eight dresses around her, always wearing dresses, very cute, very frilly, um, and then went on to identify as a man for about a year and a half. And uh, that was a concern that that mom raised. Um, so I don't think it's... Wait, uh, that, what specifically? That? The, she said, I, you know, I think my daughter watched a lot of Blair White and that this is what she, she called it as, now do I think that the, I'm not opining, I'm just saying that was a con that was a valid concern of a mother who, you know, whose daughter underwent all of this. There is an argument, if, if, if there is an argument to be made surrounding this particular ish issue about Blair White or trans people, that's an issue for parents to deal Agreed. with. That's something for parents to deal with with their children and parents to act like children and to raise their children. Blair White has every right to get on it on YouTube and Absolutely. make videos if she wants. Absolutely. And to even, even discuss it in a way as if it's somehow, you know, the onus is on Blair to not do that is in my opinion, absolutely outside of, of the bounds of, of and now, reasonable conversation. What is not reasonable for YouTube is when they had these videos a while ago, they got in trouble for this. It was adults showing children adult toys and things like that. And there was a backlash well, they're like, we're doing sex ed for kids. Like, that is not something YouTube should be recommending to kids. Oh. And now they're doing the same thing. LGBTQ content is sex ed content. Yes. And it is, it is something the parents have to discuss. And we've talked about this. As much as they'll all try to lie about the opinions of people on this show, my attitude's always been like, if a parent decides the appropriate age for their child to start learning about these things, about different marriages, about gay, straight, sexual reproduction and things like that, the parents need to figure that stuff out. There is a difference between a parent being like, son, I want to teach you about the birds and the bees 
and these schools giving kids pornography and like mentally traumatizing content and bringing in adult sex performers. That's all way over the line. Did you see that little kid in, uh, I believe it was Maine, who was, uh, he went in front of his school board and read a pornographic book and was like, I found this in my library. It's allegedly for kids over the age of 13. I'm 11, but I'm in the same school as 13 year olds. So I have access to it. His name's like Zayad or something. It, it, Interesting clip. Where, anyway, where, where was it? Let's can we find it? Yeah, for sure. Let me see if I can uh, find. Uh, I forget what his name was, but it, it was a main kid reads pornography to school board. Maybe. I was thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. it is Knox Zajac. Thank you. Three days ago from NY New York Post. Mm-hmm. This is right here. Yeah, this kid. Eleven-year-old sixth grader it is reads graphic in sexually explicit book. Nick and Charlie in front of the school board in Maine. The book was on display at the, his middle school library. These are the books being offered to kids in public schools. And that's, this, is, this, is, this is the problem. I have no issue with a person who, uh, I'm not a conservative, sorry, I'm just not. Okay. If, like, a lot of conservatives take issue with Dave Rubin. He's a gay married man. He had two kids through surrogacy. You know, Libby uh, Emmons was on the show frequently, is very critical of surrogacy. And my attitude is kind of like, uh, I'm not, I'm fairly neutral on surrogacy. I don't know enough about it. Don't really have a strong opinion. I think Dave will be one of the better parents that this country will ever see. I think him and his husband are going to raise two of the most well-functioning human beings this country will will probably get. Because Dave is an extremely high-functioning and intelligent individual who will do a good job. And I don't, I don't, I, I I'm not going to make that traditional argument. It's not me. But they will lie. The left will lie and try and lump all of us in the same category. And say that we're transphobic, we're homophobic, and it's like, dude, I, we, we've had multiple trans people on the show. The only weapon they have to defend pedophilia is to lie and accuse us of hating all LGBT people because we specifically call out grooming children. Everything from the left is, everything that's a, mor- a moralized argument is almost always them lying about someone else. It's ne- like, you're, you very rarely hear the the people that are accusing or you you very 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 rarely hear people that have been accused of being anti-trans or being uh, uh, homophobic or whatever you you don't hear them on these horrible triads like the richard spencer raging against the jews like you don't hear that and so they have to make stuff up because people generally aren't really repulsed by trans people most people are just like look do your thing Live your life the way you want to live it. I'll live mine. It'll be fine. It's fun. the behavior. Yeah, like when that individual went to the GameStop and it was screaming and yeah. smacking things. Like that aggressive behavior could come from anybody. Yeah. If it was a woman, they'd call her, they'd call her a Karen. Mm-hmm. But let's, should we play this video? Is yeah, it, it's is so. It, is it really graphic? Uh, there's one F-bomb, I will warn you. No, I don't mind that. Just letting everybody know. Yeah. You're showing pictures or anything. Is there no, no be? pictures, okay. no. All right, just, just a warning if you have kids in the room or something. I was in the library. And this book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off, take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my t-shirt, laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing again. We're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired. Or these past couple of weeks have been too much. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both fucking terrified. And the whole thing 
was kind of terrible. Sixth grade. We didn't know what we were doing. But it was good too, so good. Because we were a mess of emotions and we were scared and excited mm. and everything felt new. Mm. So this sort of thing, this sort of feels like that. Nick touches me like he's scared of that any minute. What book was that? Nick and Charlie. It's like about. It's like two. It's it's, it's about gay people or something. I, uh, two teen boys stealing wine from their parents and proceeding to experiment sexually with one another. Guys, the, he, he can't even say library properly. Like, why he, should he be learning about? He says library. Like, I want to. I want to thank you, Knox, for speaking up and out. You got courage, man. Yeah. Nice job. That's that's a brutal to have to go through that, dude. And I Thank think the, the dad said that this is actually not just at the younger kid's school. He has an older son who was at um, a high school in the area and said the book Gender Queer is allowed. Oh, in, I have it. Yeah. It's here. Yeah. So, Sorry to interrupt. You were saying? No, no, exactly. But that's available in their high school. So it's clearly just. That's nuts because it's have like a guy it? putting a have you read prosthetic penis in his Oh, mouth. I mean, it's I've actually, seen the penises, but. It's crazy. You got to read it. Crazy. That, that, the, what he read, man, that, that was not in school when I was in school. We had like Newberry, uh, Amelia, Bedelia, and all this <laughs> <Thank> stuff. <you. laughs> like, yeah. I uh, wasn't in school that long ago. Like, I feel like, how has it changed that much? It would have been a huge deal if someone found that book in my school. Oh, yeah. Uh, everyone would have known about it. It would have been all our parents. I would have told her, my parents, everybody would have known about it. It would have been just uh, people would have lost their jobs for this kind of thing in 1987. That the the genderqueer book, I think most people watching the show already know what I've had to say about it, but conservatives haven't even read it. And every time I talk to some conservatives like, oh, I, I, yeah, I know that book. I'm like, did you read it? The answer is no. And then I'm, I'm, my, my attitude is like, this is why I am not in favor of blanket book bans, because people should be able to have access to something to understand what it is. That's totally different than if children are getting access to something. I, I think certain, you know, like certain books and stuff should be restricted for children. Obviously, we ban porn. But this book is the story of the extreme psychological abuse of a young woman and how it created someone who is traumatized and needs like deep therapy. It is not. The it is not. So uh, for a few examples, for those who didn't hear this, she couldn't read till she was 12. She was pissing outside when she was a child. She was never taught how to take care of her body, so she would wear uh, old crusted pads in school, and she smelled like feces to the point where she got called into the counselor, and they complained and said, people are complaining of, of your smell, and you need to, to do something about this. So this poor young woman, hairy legs, hairy armpits, totally unsocialized by weird hippie parents who have her peeing in the yard, and then she, she, feels re she feels some kind of social rejection because she doesn't know how to fit in with her peers. And she writes about it, how she's like, I can't read, I smell bad, and people are being mean to me. So, so she, she, she's not, she's not non-binary. She's just traumatized because she was not because her parents abused her. And this, this thing book that Knox is reading, I still don't have Nick and Charlie uh, about two young underage kids drinking alcohol. Like, is that a form of uh, neglect, abuse by the parents? The kids, not that you can't, like a kid's going to do what a kid does, but I believe if you parent the kid properly, like I didn't drink until I was 23 because my parents told me, don't do it. It's horrible for you. I tasted it once. It tasted disgusting. I was like, all right, I'm not going to do it. I think you might be in the minority on that. Hey, you That's know, unfortunate. You know kind of weird? I got to say, it's kind of weird that um, this Nick and Charlie book's written by a woman. I just think that's weird. Maybe that's just me. Like if it was written by a gay man writing about his experience growing up and discovering he was gay and stuff, I'd be like, I get it. But it's written by a woman who is like, it almost seems like some kind of weird 
I don't know. She's sitting there imagining what it must be like to be a teenage boy hooking up with another teenage boy. It just, it's just, it seems Are, you weird. You think that their mentality, because this should not be in a school. A, a book about two young underage kids having sex with each other should not be in a, in a government school, in my opinion. But uh, you think the argument's like, hey, there's so many books anyway, we can't keep count, and it's all on the internet anyway. If they want to read it, it's there. I've what? heard that argument a lot of times. Like, if kids want to get access to this stuff, they're going to get access to it. So we might as well have it be like the uh, you know Pulitzer Prize winning version of it. Access to information because of the internet is a big issue. I think when uh, an age where kids could get on the internet could be a big issue because if they could access the internet, they could get crazier stuff than anything that's written in this book. And Absolutely. I don't know what about TikTok. This, like, this, we see the, a lot the, of the woman who wrote this. She's like twenty eight or twenty nine years old. Yeah. So we see videos so from libs of TikTok of crazier stuff. People are going to drag queen story hours and yeah. there've been some crazy videos that they uploaded recently of some things in England where they're like yep. stripping in front of children. Babies. So that's like doing sex performance moves in front of babies. Yeah. I'm not even exaggerating. It's like a dozen babies all crawling on the ground and they're, and they're like, Remember when we used songs. to do that for like the Teletubbies when you were like, oh my gosh, the Teletubbies. And now it's like, oh my gosh, a stripper for what? babies. You think the like, Teletubbies were grooming kids? Because I, I, that was after my, kid time I, I was out of the house i just thought they were so weird and brainwashy I, like <laughs> and like making this weird beeping sounds and like gyrating back and forth. i'm like what is this god it was weird i don't know i was mesmerized the, by the, scar the scariest thing was no it was the the flaming baby head yeah. the burning baby head that would be in the so, sky going ah, and you're like ah. <laughs> no teletubbies was fine i don't know i just don't understand why i do all this weird stuff for kids where it's like Think about the pre-television era. What were children seeing all day, every day in their entertainment? A human being telling a story, reading a book with very few pictures. And then when TV comes around, all of a sudden you got like Snuffleupagus and like Big Bird and weird creepy monster things going like, oh, oh, oh and then the kids are like, I identify with that. <laughs> there was a time where you had- I think That's you how get, we got furries. <laughs> um, uh, yes. You, you, Sesame parents, Street, wow. Parents put kids in front of TVs and turn on Looney Tunes. And then these kids start identifying with the social interactions of cartoon animals. And that's why when you look at pictures of furries, they don't dress up like actual animals. They dress up like Bugs Bunny kind of animals with big eyes and they look like cartoon characters. That's I miss part of the anime culture too, though. Furry? Yeah. I don't know about that. Oh my gosh, yeah. These, I mean, we were just at um, Katsukon. Um, my team and I, well, I didn't go, but my team went and we were all discussing everything. Um, it's fascinating to see the anime culture and A, the road in, inroads it has into grooming, actually. What is Katsukon? I'm sorry. It's, just... uh, it's um, I don't know, not to be offensive. It's just like a convention of like anime lover, nerdy people. It's, it's, I, it felt very harmless when I was there until I learned how the inroads of it. I mean, that that can take you from something very harmless, like dressing up like a furry or dressing up like an anime But furry, furry is not cosplay. Yes and, yes and no. Some of them have those conventions just like that. I mean, they're not the same thing. Furry is very different from cosplay, but there's probably some overlap for sure. Yeah, so some furries cosplay, some don't. Yeah, there was a cosplaying furry at my high school. Yeah, I mean, there's there's for some reason furry Nazis. Like they wear fur suits and they get like, oh. they dress up like, I don't, I, I, whatever, man, I don't know. I was fortunate to grow up in the era of reading Rainbow with LeVar Burton. What's up, LeVar? One of the best. I mean, just easy shows where he just reads a book or actually a kid would read the book. And then Mr. Rogers, where it's a guy, a genuine dude, like sitting there looking at the camera, giving you encouragement and then educating you by reading you books and telling you about it's how to tie your shoes and like things, you know, like things that kids may not know. I, I thought I thought that 
like I was thinking this and I couldn't type it out. It wasn't it wasn't it's not a typable thing, but like until you're able as a human to create order in in reality around you, I don't think you should have the ability to cut yourself up or or sterilize yourself. And like I just assumed every kid eventually will get to a place where they can create order in reality. I don't think that's the, the case though. I think nah. they you need a good strong parental unit I to th- help you learn how to do that. I think we're seeing how broken culture and society is because mm-hmm. of the, the, the us being cut from our roots you know what, what is it cut flower politics or whatever that uh, dennis prager calls it you pluck the flower from its roots and it looks beautiful but then eventually withers and decays mm. and so we've been severed from the roots that have made this country an amazing place and so now we're starting to wither you know i would like to do a tim cash show if you want to do a show where i read books to kids and talk to them and encourage them I think that's we need more of that. In Ian's society. kids show. It doesn't have to be to kids either. Ian Crossland story. I actually hour. have. I did the Phantom Tollbooth. I have like a 19 video series on YouTube on my playlists where I read the Phantom Tollbooth. It's one of my most popular. It's my most popular playlist by far. No, we should do a Go Go Dancer Story Hour. Yeah, we need What's more wholesome, like just genuine encouragement for children. The left would love it. You'd make tons of money. Well, they 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 they're totally into that stuff, right? As a money maker, right there. Go Go Dancer Story Hour. There's no difference. There's literally none. Go-go dancers do not get naked. They dance on stage. They strut around for tips and they remove parts of clothing, but they still keep their undergarments on. Is it just too, like, is it just, have we evolved past showing kids puppets and telling them you're okay and and being cool? Is that just no more, no, give it up, like, forget about it, move on? I think your point actually just goes to my point that I made earlier, which is like, the go-go dancers would somehow be dubbed inappropriate because you're sexualizing women because it's a straight thing. (laughs) But, you know, you get into, you make it LGBT. Male go-go dancers. And... (laughs) You, I don't even know. You're not explaining Only if how. the males kiss each other, though. <laughs> yeah. Magic Mike kiss. Then it's not, there you go. But yeah, then it's not really an appro- Then it's considered appropriate. Like, right? I don't even want to. Wait, wait. I don't even want to read two, other people's two kids. Two lady go-go dancers. Feels weird. Yes. But they kiss before. Then it would be appropriate according like to like, our like modern the re- society. The reaction I just got from mentioning, talking, and reading to kids is like, it's like this. <gasps> Don't mess with other people's kids. Like, I don't even want to get involved now. I don't even want to touch it. Like, let who, those what? kids do it on their own. I don't want to who help society. What, who said that? Oh, the, the, whole, the whole vibe is like, it's just so dirty about like... Ian's feelings got hurt because nobody supported his... I don't know, man. Why are people not more interested in helping children? I don't... They would talk about the problems all day. Nobody, where's, no, the, where's the solutions? I don't think anybody had a negative view of you doing a story hour like we were like Ian's kids show. You don't got to, you know... I like if Ian you want to be a firm, story hour. Go yeah. to a public library. I'm sure if you advertised it, people would love to show up. You have a lot of insightful things. Just don't talk about drugs in front of the kids. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, Ian's going to be like sitting in a chair and be like, all right, this book it, called it, Pinocchio, and it kind of reminds me of the time I did DMT. <laughs> you kids ever do DMT? No. What's DMT? Oh, let me tell you all <laughs> you about will. it. <laughs> you will. One day when you're an adult, you're going to do a bunch of psychedelics. <laughs> That's a good Cass Castle bit, actually. Yeah, that would be fun. Oh, okay, let's do it for Cass Castle. We'll start Ian's, Ian's story hour. Ian's story hour. Ian, it would be funny DMT. if you tried to look like a drag, because, I mean, you already have long hair, and then you did a, a drag story Dude, hour. I did. I was in Hamlet in college, and I was played Laertes, uh, and I was getting ready for the show and putting makeup on. I was like, I would make a hot chick. Looking at my jawline, <laughs> I look good. Had long hair, was back in a ponytail. You should, if you converted to trans, maybe you'd be able to do convincingly. I have. Or con- what is it? Transitioned. I have played women on stage before. 
Hmm. Uh, one woman in one show. It was awesome. I think there's a picture of it out there. Anyway, man, I feel like uh, I think part of the issue is there is some truth to the social component, socialization that the left is making the argument for that conservatives actually argued for in the past. And I think what we're seeing is information technology has shattered the brains of humanity. Like I was saying before, if you go back to the 1800s, what's a kid's morning entertainment? Get up and help with the chickens. Get up and help with the cows. So they're not seeing weird rabbits on TV going, yeah, I'm a rabbit. And then the kid being like, ha rabbit, that's me. I'm a rabbit too. But then we start doing all this weird stuff. And here's the thing about this, like early entertainment was like radio stuff. And so what was it? It was stories. So these kids are being told, be a soldier, be a cop, be a doctor, be a firefighter, be a superhero, be Superman. And then eventually it turns into like wacky, broken brain families, Peter Griffin. I mean, obviously not for kids, but this is what society starts making. Somebody super chatted Uncle Grandpa. You guys mm. ever watch that show? No. It's weird. Uncle Grandpa. Do you know what that means? <laughs> if your uncle is your grandfather? Oh. That means your dad's brother is also your dad's father. <laughs> Meaning that your grandpa had sex with his sister. His, or his daughter. Or his daughter. That would be his daughter, Alabama. right? Yeah. So wait, Maybe. if your grandfather, wait, wait. It's if like I don't want to know the grandfather is also your uncle, that would mean your great grand. Wait, hold on. But we is Eli trying to figure this one out? It's complicated. Is it possible? Yes, it is. I think it's something like your uh, if your grandfather is your uncle, then his, your your mom. It's got to be your mom. I think that your, would mean that your dad is your brother if your grandfather is your uncle. Where'd you hear that saying? Wait, no, that's... Uncle Grandpa was a show on Cartoon Network. Your dad's your brother, right? Your dad's your brother. That's what that would mean. What? If your your dad's your your brother, brother. then your grandpa's your uncle. Or is your mom your sister? Yeah, it would be... There would be different for different sexes. That's right. You're right. Yeah, if a dude bangs his daughter, he's... Wait. No, no, no. I don't think we're supposed to know. This is too dirty. I was going to say, I don't think you want to know the answer. But if your mom's your sister, then... Then your grandpa's your uncle. <laughs> I did crazy. just see a video the other day of some woman jumping into a man's arms, and you're like, oh, you know, it's going to be some. The person's cheesy- mother's brother and father. Ah. Uh, okay, so that means a guy would bang his mom mm-hmm. and have a daughter, and then he would bang his daughter and would be your uncle grandpa. And this is on Cartoon Network? It was a show on Cartoon Network. I don't know if it's still there anymore, but like. No, it stopped in 2017. Yeah, from 2013 so is that, to is that a, You'd be a person's mother, brother, and a, a person's mother's brother and father. Uncle so that Grandma. would brother and father be like, yeah, yeah, a guy, a guy. So it has to be the brother. So a mother has a child with her son. Then the son has a child with his child, a female, and has you. And now he's your grandfather and your uncle. Gross. Yeah. I and your dad? Gross. One or the other, probably. What? He would be your dad, too, wouldn't he? Brother and father? Or no, I guess he doesn't need to be your father. Was it like... Science, sex- everybody. Science. What, we figured it out. Was the show sexual or was it just like a funny name? It was just it was, weird. It was a weird, absurdist kids show. But that's the interesting thing about kids shows is they... Look, the kids shows I grew up on, Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman. Batman the Animated Series. Think about what this show is. Sure, it's freaky, but the first animated show to ever win an Emmy, I think it was, was the um, Mr. Freeze episode. Is that it, Mr. Freeze? Really? Yeah, so uh, I love this story, man. 
supervillains used to be one dimensional. Yeah, I'm going to take over the world. And then Batman's like, I will stop you. But uh, with Freeze, he was a scientist whose wife had a terminal illness and she was dying and he was working on cryogenics. So is it cry- cryogenics? Cryogenics. Cryogenics. like freeze body parts to live longer. So he freezes her to preserve her life while he tries working on a cure, but he's embezzling corporate funds to fund his research to save his wife. When they find out and they come in, they're like, you've been stealing money from the company for this project and shut it down. He's like, no, my wife, she'll die. You can't, you can't turn it off. And then the bodyguards smack, they get into a fight. Freeze gets thrown into the machine or whatever and gets doused in the cryochemicals, lowering his body temperature and then forcing him to have to live in lower temperature. And so basically Freeze is a villain is sad story. His motivation is he needs money and resources to save his dying wife. He's not trying to take over the world. And so Batman is like, it's kind of sad. Before that, villains were always, you know, not always like you had the Frank Miller stuff and you had a bunch of other interesting comics in the 80s, which led to this moment. And then I think it was the first cartoon. So I grew up on that. I'm like watching this. I'm like, wow, villains aren't one dimensional, you know? And then with uh, Spider-Man, you know, it, it's it's similar stories, but still a little one dimensional hokey villain stuff. Kids these days aren't getting any of that. It's all weird, garbled nonsense. I mean, don't get me wrong. Looney Tunes made very little sense, too. And it, I think that stuff messes with kids' minds. I'm not kidding. I think kids should not watch that stuff. What about South Park? I, South Park's not for kids. I, I, it's, I agree it's with political, you. It's, it's cultural satire and comedy. It's for adults. But kids watch. I think kids have watched it. I watched it when I was a kid. Like, and it, it's warping. That, that's very mind warping. But, my, my, but here's the thing. My parents had a parental <clears throat> control on the cable. And so I didn't watch South Park all the time. My parents wouldn't let me watch Beavis and Budden. Like, we could watch it sometimes. This is what parenting is. My, my parents would be like, okay, I'm going to let you watch one episode of Beavis and Butt because my mom would like, no, this particular, particular episode wasn't that bad. And then we would watch and we would find it funny and stuff. And there's a disclaimer like, do not do this stuff at home because some kid burned his house down from watching Beavis and Butt or something. I was, when I was very young, my parents wouldn't let me watch MTV. It was, you know, the new thing. And I was, you know, they were like, no, I don't want you watching. I've seen this blah, blah, blah. My mom used to believe that, like, that she believed that, uh, she believed in the the subliminal messages in 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 Judas Priest stuff. She's like, you don't, I don't want you to listen to Judas Priest. I heard that man say, do it. Blah, blah, blah. So. I, I was, we were banned from watching Three Stooges because it was too violent, and oh, really? Tom and Jerry because it was too violent. I was but, banned from Powderpuff Girls for the exact same reason. I feel like the I feel like what you were talking about, Tim, um, is the Teletubbies and stuff like that, and the the cartoons are really kind of more geared towards younger people. And when you were talking about like the the bad guys that that Batman was fighting, the more complex characters like Mr. Freeze and stuff. If you look at your average uh, environmentalist, you know, they have a similar outlook to uh, Thanos. Mm. You know, get there's too many people. There's too, so we have to get rid of people. We have to have uh, population go down. We have to control the population. And if, you know, there's not enough resources on Earth and we blah, blah, blah. Th- your average socialist uh, environmentalist is just Thanos without the, 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 the glove. Is this Thanos from the movie? He actually wanted to kill half the people for population control? He wanted to kill in half the of the people it, in, the, in the universe. This half is the real Thanos. The this is the Infinity Gauntlet where the entire movie was derived from. This is the book. And in this, he doesn't care about population. All he cares about is pleasing a woman. 
That's what the death. It, it wasn't even lady a woman. Death. Yeah, lady death. He wants to please her, so he kills half the universe. But this is this and it is, doesn't. Hold on. He doesn't he, even. He, she doesn't he, even care. He, 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 we got to make sure you clarify. Not a woman. The entity death. Yeah, but he's in love with her. The idea. Right, is, right, right. Her name is Lady Death. But it's the entity of death. Yeah. It's like to say it's a woman. People might get the wrong idea. Okay, it's Lady Death. We'll right. call her Lady Death. And, and uh, she has the powers of death. It's 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 and, the death god. And after he kills half the universe, uh, she doesn't care. And so he's like, well, now he's like in an existential crisis of like lost. And the whole episode is the whole series. You got to read this series. Uh, is him like being lost, being nihilistic, and having infinite power. It's 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 excellent, excellent series. There was some good stuff. They wrote in comics when they started getting past the the one dimensional era and the weird era, like Superman could fire little Supermans from his hand. Do you guys know that? <laughs> yeah, yes. Superman had the ability to shoot smaller Supermans from his hand. They were just wild and man, they were just, do- you know, they were doing acid and writing whatever <laughs> they felt like. They're just like, whatever, man. Was like, think about Superman freeze breath and laser eyes. Like, it doesn't even make sense in any way. I was thinking, did it, he used to not be able to fly? He could only jump. Yeah, he could only jump. And I think they, they, they didn't, he didn't, like in the early days, his powers were kind of random and all over yeah. the place. Like the sh- firing small Supermans from yeah. his hand. That's a real thing. That's, I, we have about, we're going to go to Super Chats still in about 10 minutes, but I just kind of think about Andrew, Andrew Tate. Tate. I keep thinking about Let's him. pull it up, baby. Here's the story, man. Andrew Tate has lung cancer. What leaked medical documents reveal. Now they're saying, does he? And the report people are saying is that he does. They say uh, he has lung cancer. He may have lung cancer. According to a letter written by his doctor in, in Dubai. The letter from Tate's general practitioner at King's College Hospital in United Arab Emirates suggests he be repatriated to the Gulf nation immediately. The letter and medical reports in English appear to be translated into Romanian. Tate is currently in custody in Bucharest on allegations of rape and trafficking. Hold on there a minute. He's never been charged with any crime, which is the creepiest and weirdest thing about the. They're like, when we when we suspect you of a crime, we lock you up for six months. Who is um, the information coming from that he his has? Doctor. His doctor. Yeah. But it's leaked, you said, it's right? It's a leak. Yeah. And it says he may have lung cancer? He says that he's got, yeah, there was a scan that found a spot on his lung and they need to get him in because they think he has lung cancer. Uh, I just want to be careful here because I know there's a lot of misinformation um, from both sides of fans and uh, detractors of Tate. He is currently 36. I know he smokes cigars, but people getting lung cancer in people younger than 45 is extremely rare. He's in very good shape. Although he does smoke, uh, it it would be very rare for him. Sure. And you know what? Maybe it's fake news, but uh, he's not been charged with any crime. So he should not be in custody until they charge him with a crime. Yeah, do the right thing, guys. Release him because this is going to be right. a stain on Romania for a century if you don't I, let that guy I go. already... You know, I was talking before about how I loved Brajov and Bucharest, and they were great places. Now I'm not sure I ever want to go to go back to a place like this. It's disgusting. Look, man, you can criticize Andrew Tate for a whole lot of things, yeah. and don't look at me. I don't know, but to detain a guy for six months without charge or, or trial no, you is just him, like if he's actually the villain, you think he's it's going to show itself. You don't need to. But he's what got. Are they doing? When these women came out and said like, "Hey, we're not victims; they're lying," the judge goes, "Nah, you're brainwashed." They're like what, uh, dude? If you, if a witness statement isn't good enough. And you're claiming the witness testifying on his behalf is brainwashed. There's no justice system. I'm not particularly sympathetic to Tate's stories. Uh, Like, I I think that he might have broken Romanian law. I think it's probably, it's actually likely that he broke Romanian law in the whole, uh, the, what is it, the, the, sweet boy or whatever lover boy lover boy thing um charge him with a crime yeah Yeah. exactly 100 percent. that's that's exactly where i was going even if you know even if he did if he did do something or if they suspect him charge him so that way it's above board 
and and allow the Romanian justice system to take you know take its course, but charge him, just holding him, you or know, let him go. Yeah, or let him go. That's fine too. I think um, a part of this story is that um, Andrew Tate is becoming less and less relevant as he's being held longer and longer in jail because he's unable to produce content. And as that progresses, his relevancy decreases. I think this might just be a stunt to try to keep his name in the media and the news and to elevate this story more to try to help him get out. It did concern me that this is a desperate attempt to get him out of prison. It's a tension because it's diminishing because he can't make content unless people are covering it. I don't care if there is a 0.001% chance this is true. He should not be held without charge. And so it doesn't matter if they need to or don't. This is all the more reason... Like, think about how insane this is. If you're suggesting the story's fake, that would mean that Tate's team is like, okay, he's being charged with that. He's being, he's been held in custody without charges. What scheme can we come up with to get him released? It's like, holy crap, he shouldn't be in any custody at all without charges. I shouldn't need to do this. Definitely, you, he should not be in custody and held, being held without charges. So why would they, so, so the, the idea, I'll put it this way. If they are faking this story to try and get him out of jail, good for them. Good. Okay, if the ends justify the means, yeah, that's it's very it's American revolutionary of you, the my end, man. But but what you're, you the ends justify the means in that the bad guy in this story is Romania, not the people trying to free the guy who's being unjustly held. I agree that he is being unjustly held, but just specifically on the story here of him having lung cancer. Right, he's so 30, you know, if that's, they, that's if, what I'm talking if about. If a woman is kidnapped, is it like I don't know if we should use violence against this guy because the ends don't justify the means? Like no, 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 no. The bad guy is the person who kidnapped the person, not the person trying to figure out a way. If there's a guy who's holding someone captive in his basement, and we're like, the only way to free this person is to sneak in in the middle of the night, break the window, unlock the whoa, that's breaking and entering, dude. The ends don't justify the means. Like, this is different. This if is, they have dirt on him, they need to bring the charges, and he needs to be brought in forth yep. with the judge, and they need to show that evidence. I think in Romania, I'm not completely familiar with their legal system, but they have X amount of time to hold him while they, they look it. for the evidence. That's insane. Which is weird, and um, I just think they do it differently in Romania too, which doesn't make it right. Yeah, so. the, apparently as extend, it was detention was extended 30 days, uh, three days ago. They said last week. They just extended it. So, like, he doesn't even know when they're going to release him. They're just like... This lesion on his lung, by the way, is from March of 2022. Um, he got a, a health screening back then. And he was reassured at the time that the mass was likely benign, but is advised to get further tests. This could be like the uh, Joe Biden, you know, benign skin cancer. Yeah, for I, sure. We absolutely, he should have more tests. I, I, I just think, look, man, if Andrew Tate is innocent of these accusations, they shouldn't be holding him. Mm -hmm. And if he is guilty and these charges, these, these accusations are correct, they are losing the prosecution against him by doing this. They so are making themselves look evil and making him look like the victim every day they're holding him. So all the only outcome in this for Romania is net negative. The only logical solution is to release the guy. They shouldn't have locked him up. If they didn't have the goods to begin with, they shouldn't have locked him up. And it shouldn't be like, oh, we're locking him up to find the goods now. I don't know. I don't, if that is that the 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 way the legal system works in yes. Romania. Ag when they, when they you're just... accused of a crime, they will detain you and put bring you and, and lock you up and then start looking for evidence. That's insane. I uh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I they said Ceausescu was bad. I don't live in Romania. I don't agree with their way of doing things. I think it is we in America we have the right to a speedy trial. We have a right to a jury of our peers. We have a right to confront our accusers. And in Romania, they're doing none of that. They're just like, not nah, lock them up. Extended period of time. Yeah, that's wrong. And they're losing on it because on the world stage, 
as much as the corporate press and their weirdo cultists are going to be like, Andrew Tate's bad. Sure. But they, they're not going to get someone like me. And I'm, and I'm, I'm ready to be like, well, he's got a bunch of really awful videos. Maybe these stories are true. I don't care if the stories are true at this point. If you have not charged him and you don't have the goods to charge him, detaining him makes you look like the villain. Mm-hmm. Innocent could, until proven guilty. Which, could oh, he, absolutely. Could he be extradited by the U.S. government? I think they're doing this in Romania. They're not like trying to bring him here on things illegal there. They're trying to charge him could, in Romania. Could the U.S. government be like, we demand you release him back to the United States? He's a U.S. citizen. Uh, is he a U.S. citizen? I think he, he is. is. Assuming he's, that he is. Could, could he the is. government he's, do something he's American like that? Like you're holding an American yeah. guy in uh, against like... In a detention that's unconstitutional the US, in the United States, let the him go. U, the U.S. doesn't. The U.S. won't do that. They'll they'll allow the country to go through their uh, their justice system. A friend of mine, Randy, was uh, held in um, where is it? The Czech Republic uh, on trumped up murder charges because um, some kid jumped up on stage and and he pushed him off. Or and wait, who did? Randy Blythe from Lamb of God. He wrote a book about it. He was. Six seven years ago, he was uh, held in um, in the Czech Republic. Um, it might even be longer than six seven years ago, but he uh, he had to deal with all their with all their Guys, their issues. Holy shit! What's that? The Daily Wire sold one hundred thousand chocolate bars <laughs> as of wow. eight forty seven p.m. <laughs> what, just oh, during the the episode, fucking god, or all time in twelve hours. Twelve hours. They sold one hundred thousand bars of chocolate. Wow. Damn. Are they selling them by individual bars? <laughs> we or need to get boxes? on this game. Yeah, dude. He's, how, what, how, Tap in, man. Jeremy got all the connections. He's, he, they must have made a couple million bucks already. Let's do a hair care product, man. 100,000 bars. Ian's hair care. Yeah, let's roll. I mean, I'll do it with 100, you 100,000 bars? Yeah, but how much are they selling them for? Let me check. Wait, what? Uh-oh. I'm getting some weird security restriction. I think we need to get in the beanie game before we get in the hair product game. We're working on it. A four pack is 25 bucks. All right. So we're talking about like what? $25. It's like six bucks a bar. Yeah. Ah, That's before taxes, I imagine. $6 per bar. All right. I don't care what anyone says. Jeremy won the culture. (laughs) The culture war is over. Jeremy Boring won the culture war. How much Act is the Daily the, Wire? Because between Noel's book with no words in it and, and Jeremy's razors but and the uh, the chocolate bars, if you buy a twenty four pack, it's a hundred bucks. Right. So, so that's what a bit cheaper, a little bit more than four bucks. How and much yes. is that, Mister Beast bar? Oh yeah, yeah. That's called uh, Feastables, right? Feastables. Feastables. Feastables is is pretty popular. It's also he, he wrote yeah. Daily Wire is, is breaking the cycle of lose bitch and boycott and is instead creating actual alternatives. Feastables, Jimmy, where's your favicon? I still get the global icon. You need a cool favicon, man. Favicon. Yeah. Man, we got our, our coffee coming soon. But uh, I'm, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here trying to get this thing launched since December. And then the company that we, we work with is like, it'll be done in seven days. And then they come back to us after we sign. And they're like six weeks. And we we're like, what? Whatever. It still is one of the best companies we found in terms of the, the product, the freshness, the delivery, the, all the things they can do. And so we're like, how did Jeremy do this in 12 hours? <laughs> it, or, or not even in 12 hours, in like six hours. Like we're trying to get, uh, when you got it, you got it. Yeah, he's Damn. on sentry duty right now. If he sees a company like just obliterate their product with wokeness, he's like, call him. Make the, make the call. We're Jeremy, this better be some good chocolate.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, Give me the nuts. Give me the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I want the almonds. Yep. All right. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends and become a member at TimCast.com to support our work directly. We, uh, man, we've been ready to launch the coffee brand for a long time. We've got the company building out. Uh, uh, we're working on the contracts for building out the the coffee shop, and it just takes so long. This is this is ridiculous, man. It's 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 frustrating too. So, someone asked as much the, as I'm like, it's really amazing the Daily Wire pulled this off. It is frustrating to be like, yo, we've been trying to do this coffee thing for a long time. Someone said in the asked in the comments if Jeremy is being mean in this situation. Yes, he is. This is absolutely. This is a. How's he being mean? Well, because he's he's making fun of Hershey's to make a point. Like, yo, this is reality, bro. And uh, I think people will be like, hey, I but he's not being cruel. He's 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 not this is justifiable up, meanness. But look, way. he's not walking. He's not saying Hershey, you disgusting, awful, evil. He's going. Well, he's saying he's saying the, to you, if you don't like them, I got a candy bar for you right the, here. The that's website's called I hate Hershey's. So like that's mean. You know, I don't I don't I think, I don't, called, I don't think I hate so. you. I hate Tim. I hate. I disagree. What? I don't think it's mean to say you hate somebody. Uh, it, mean would be when you when you seek to inflict emotional harm. On think, someone to them. I think that's cruelty. Anyway, I don't want to talk. If, wanna... if, if, if me and Phil were talking and I said, Phil, I hate John Doe. I'm not being mean to John Doe. John Doe doesn't even know I said it. But if you made a website, IHateJohnDoe.com and then sold products. But they're not saying it to Hershey. You know what I mean? They're not being mean to Hershey's. They're just saying it loudly right in front of Hershey's. Hershey's is going to be okay. I don't know. I'm not confident uh, that Hershey's okay. has feelings to Up for hurt. Debate. Yeah, corporations this, this, are not people. Aren't they like even owned by like Mars or something? Some massive yeah. faceless corporation. I think Hershey will be fine with. Uh, you know, what we should do with their website. We should create an AI for every corporation, so Hershey's can have their feelings hurt. <laughs> I am upset that people are saying that mean things about me. All right, here we go. What do we got? Katoth Swiss says, "Can we keep the cancer and get rid of Biden?" Okay, that's a good one. I want, to, I want to figure out a way to make that happen. All right. I'm not your buddy guy. Always with the first Super Chats here. He says, Tim, check this out. Douglas Murray nuked the mainstream media during his monk debates here in Toronto, Canada this past November. Very cool. Carrington Cox says, no news of the Tyree Nichols affair rumor going around, but I'm going fishing with a buddy from high school, now an MPD investigator. Interesting. Comrade Nikolai says, hey, Tim and crew, anyone else think Biden is definitely on his way out before end of term one and Kamala gets shoehorned in? I don't think he'd make it past the second term. He's 80 now. And with cancer, with cancer, like, you know, these topical treatment type cancers, but he's getting old. And uh, I think he'd be 85 or 86 by the end of his second term if he chose to run again. I do not think there is. Yeah, but it's a it's not the bad cancer like. He's got cancer. And it's the, well, yeah. But nine is the good cancer. And no, uh, 
there's no good the, cancer. Yeah, there's malignant and benign, malignant but and neither is tumors. good. But the tumors. malignant ones are cancerous. The benign ones aren't cancerous. Like oh, okay. right. Tumor. So. There's no such thing as a better cancer. Well, I think so. It's like, this, you have cancer, think, it's bad. Yeah, this is the which bullet would you rather get shot with question. I mean, Neither. I don't want to get shot. But a little bit of skin cancer is way well, less bad than brain the lethal cancer. cancer no, 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 be fair. And then the non-lethal like, cancer, though. If, if a crazy person was staring me in the face with a Barrett M80, like, he, was holding, he had a Barrett M82 or a Ruger 1022 and said, you could choose, I'd be like, oh, well, I guess I have to choose the Ruger 1022. Like, I mean, yes, but the, that's, that's, that's... I think it's like a bullet or a BB gun. if the 50 BMG were to hit you. Because if you get, you know, you don't want brain cancer or lung cancer, but if you get a little... Not I, the, I the literally, right I literally told you earlier that my dad died of skin cancer. You're not going to convince me that a little cancer is okay. You're talking to the wrong what, dude. Did he, did he, did he get chemo? <laughs> like, was he taking chemotherapy? Uh, well, there, there was, there was, uh, there was therapy that, that I'm not going to get too deep into it. But yeah. there, he did go through. He do, went through. Uh, um, uh, therapy and stuff like that, um, but he didn't catch it until it was That's too late. He should have got it. He should have got it taken care of far earlier. With but. my mom, I conversation she and I have a lot because she's been diagnosed with like melanoma for whatever it was for like 15, 14 years. I'm like, dude, it's your diet. Get the dairy out of the fridge. Stop eating meat every night. Let your body heal. You know that's. Uh, that's, uh, don't take weird pharmaceutical chemicals that you don't know what they do. I would. I would. I recommend people listen to their oncologist. Agreed. Let's uh, let's read some more. What we got here. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. with his gold jewel-encrusted beanie says, Tim, another good culture war. Thoroughly enjoyed the new show. Pete seems like a real nice dude. Also, I got to acknowledge Phil has been killing it. Thank you. Indeed. Yeah, uh, check out the Culture War podcast on Apple and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. And it's at youtube.com slash timcast. Talking with Pete was really, really great. It's the first interview he's done. And it's been like a year and a half since he was removed from the band, replaced and so uh, I reached out, I was like, would you want to talk about it now? And he was like, yeah, I'm down. Let's, let's have a conversation about how this all went down and what it means. And uh, I think it's an important conversation. Because one, one of the important takeaways is how many people, this, this, this is the big takeaway from the show, in my opinion. We, we used to be a culture of, I am Spartacus. No, I am Spartacus. No, I am Spartacus. Now we're a culture of that Spartacus right there. That's him. That no, no, I'm that he's Spartacus. Don't look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'll do whatever you say. All of these people, fearing the government and and the the culture cult, are standing up and going. That Spartacus, arrest him, arrest him, leave me alone. I'm scared. That's kind of a terrifying thought, to be honest. We, we every single story I hear about someone standing up and saying I'm Spartacus is followed by, and then everyone around me patted me on the back and said, thank you for being our pariah. And I was just like, geez, man, no one defended you. Nobody stood with you. Nobody linked arms. Nobody's, nobody. So I've gotten, I was in positions to be considered canceled multiple times because I have never been all that careful with things that I say. And no one stands up and says, oh, hey, you should, you know, the, the, the people coming to your defense, they're not running and they're not coming. And, and everyone is looking to keep themselves, you know, keep their, their own head above water. So. I always think about that with moms that speak out or even that little kid that spoke out at a school board meeting. Like, it's so awesome that he did it. And it's great that someone gives him praise. But it is always one off little Internet people instead of, you know the actual community around him being there, being a part of it. Instead, they're like, oh, sorry, like that that upset the school board. I think I'm just yeah. going to stay away. I've had a ton of people in the metal community that have come to me and say, hey, you know, I just want to, like Tim says, you know, he gets people that talk to him and, they, you know, they're just like, they won't say anything in public or whatever. And it happens frequently, you know. Oh, you know, I agree with you, but I can't say this. Or why would they say that? And 
I made we made mention earlier Sumerian Records had talked about the uh, um, the poke on their on their Twitter account the other day or yesterday or whatever, and the first replies were like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you talking about this?" And it's like, "Look, man, this is where like the underground rock and metal scene and punk and hard rock scene like that's where like the resistance to the man is has is supposed to live." And Remember that uh, Kaiser Chiefs. Everybody has clean hands. Show me oh. your hands. You got to see that video. Yay. That is so weird. That video is so crazy. It's and they're the like, creepiest yeah, thing. They're all cheering. Clean mm-hmm. hands. <laughs> that's scary. That's me, church. Dude. That's people losing. Well, you said earlier, like we go to church to to, to get community. I yeah. I don't really get into cr- doctrinal Christianity as it stands, but I love the community aspect of it. I right. Well, I think have... people get that really wrong. Um, I don't. I just personally think people live in the idea that religion is the same thing as relationship when it comes to uh, God, and it's whack. Uh, because there's so many people out there that think that in order to um, have a good relationship with God, you have to start by uh, following all of his rules, because that comes from the idea of, oh, God tells me I must do X. When in reality, if you read the Bible the way that God intended you to read the Bible, the reality is he says, if you want to follow my rules, you will. Like I'm not worried about it. He's not stressed about it. He's not looking for you to scold you like a mean father. Guy's a homie. <laughs> I gotta say that. Guy is a homie. He just wants to love you. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but. All right, let's read this. We got Steve VV says, when Offspring released the video for Let the Bad Times Roll, I thought I had an ally. Then they kicked Pete and the lyrics, quote, and so I'm turning my back on you, changed the song's theme. Mm. Yeah. What a, what a major letdown from that band, you know? Major letdown. All right, what do we got here? Let's read some more. Wyatt Caldenberg says, President Wilson had a major stroke in 1919 and was bedridden and could not speak for the last two years of a second term. His wife ran the country for two years. She passed a lot of awful laws. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, that's likely. Ozzy says, I'm pretty good at impressions. I never thought Tim would be, but his Pelosi and McConnell impressions crack me up. They really drive home how old these people are. But I I just want to stress, they're not really impressions. They're mockeries. You know, like I'm not really trying to impersonate Nancy Pelosi. I'm trying to insult her. Caricature. Right. Slobbery caricature. (laughs) Donald Trump is the worst president (laughs) we have ever had. Dentures are out. Yeah. And McConnell talks like this. Slow down, Democrats. There you go. But you know, Seamus will only ever give me Dr. Fauci. I get a, I get a message from Seamus on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, Seamus. He's like, he's, he's messaging me again. He's like, you know, I'm all excited. He's my friend. He's, he's not talking to me. And, he's, and it's, a doc, it's a Google document. And I'm like, oh, he just wants me to be Fauci. That's all he wants. <laughs> That's all he cares about. And so then I read the lines. It's Dr. Fauci. He can't even let me, you know, be Nancy Pelosi. But is Fauci what? making like a, a quiet exit at the moment? Because I haven't heard his yes. name in the news. <laughs> if I understand correctly, yes, he's trying to get out of there. Somebody said gross to my Pelosi. Yeah. That's the intent. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And um, I can do a really good uh, Lori Lightfoot, apparently. Oh, do it. <laughs> Turn this right off, it's this. <laughs> he stole it from us, the stupid fat one. That sounds like Stitch. That's Stitch. <laughs> it's Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Who? You know, Lord we should know. No, it sounds like Stitch. <laughs> or Jacinda Ardern. 
But I don't know if I could do Gollum with a New Zealand accent. I should work on that one. She's got the mouth like that. I don't know. She doesn't sound like that, but her mouth looks like the that. The only thing I can say with a New Zealand accent is teakst. That's pretty good. Like, because that's the only thing I remember. So I remember talking to someone in New Zealand. They're like, just send me a teakst. And I was like, what? If you listen to their, the uh, the uh, prime minister that stepped down, she has got the thickest New Zealand accent, and I can't listen to her without laughing. That's the girl. That's Basically, the if, there's, if there's any politician who is in a state of decay, I'll just do Gollum's <laughs> voice and say it's them. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Normies Get Out says, just got my Murica beanie. All the other beanies are inferior. Blue beanies are feds. <laughs> What at what do you know what what amount of time you get the America one? That's that's like uh, the longest, isn't it? Yeah, I believe that's the longest one. I want to say thirty six months. Wow. So that's uh, yeah, that's the an OG American guy right flag there. <laughs> yep, yep. And we got to make more emojis. What do we have? We have uh, the we added the latest ones was the golden cock. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Yep. We wanted to do a, a premium tier of ridiculous emojis, but you can't do it. Either people are members and they can have emojis, or they can't. You can't actually make like a higher tier, I guess, because mm-hmm. we were going to be really silly with it and make ridiculous emojis. <laughs> All right. T-Rex Pet Shop says Don Jr. got his account back because his bank faced too much backlash. Wow. Thousands canceling their accounts, maybe. Tim does Mr. Bocus have a self-cleaning litter box. You can get one on our website. He hates it. Yeah, he doesn't like to go inside of boxes. He really enjoys the open ones. He's claustrophobic. So we, uh, I scoop it out daily, or Kara does. I am, I am glad to hear that Don Jr. got his account back because I don't want to say too much, but let me just say we do business with PNC, and we had a meeting about well, – well, I just well, – we had a meeting about it, so if you know what I mean. And we were very excited to hear John Rich was opening a bank, and so let me just say we had a meeting about it. But – if they did right by Don Jr., then I want to make sure we encourage doing the right thing. You know, I am with you there, except they didn't do right by him. They canceled his bank account and they gave it back when they were afraid. I think that that's an indication yes. that they'll do it again in the future. Perhaps. But if we now all say, we don't care that you did what we asked, we are going to punish you anyway. They'll say, OK, then we have no incentive. Yeah, to ever- yeah. So we need to say, thank you, PNC. I'm sure it was all a big error. Don't do it again. And they'll say, you got it. We won't. Jeremy will probably just make a bank for you guys, so it's all good. He's listening. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Jeremy, I hate PNC.com. <laughs> Are you tired of woke bank shutting you down? Go to I, Jeremy's bank. We'll take your money. <laughs> quite, quite literally, don't give your money to people who hate you. Give your I, money to me. here. Jeremy's going to come out in a week with Jeremy's bank. Oh, no. Use an I ATM mean, in the video. I mean, that is actually funny. He's like, S- don't give your money. Literally give me your money. <laughs> That'll be great. <laughs> All right. Zach Dar says, Tim, if you use the name of the channel that appears on YouTube and not the URL, no one will be confused about what channel you're talking about. It's Tim Pool on, on uh, YouTube. That's it. If you go to YouTube and search for Tim Pool, that's the channel. The problem is people get different results, and that's always been the difficult thing. Like so. Some people get the TimCast channel, and they think it's the Tim well, channel. Well, YouTube.com slash TimCastNews shows the name as TimCast, and then YouTube.com slash TimCast shows the name as Tim Pool, and I never did that. One day, YouTube just took, the, like, they changed my channel's name from TimCast to Tim Pool. 
That's weird. Yep. And they, I think they like it, synced it with your Google account or it something. It was something like that where they were like, your channel is now your name. It's been so confusing. I've got two accounts that are on with different email addresses because when I made them in 2008, you couldn't have two accounts under one email address. And now I can't merge the accounts. And then they had Google Plus. Like they didn't know. It was just such a mess in the, in the 2008 era. John Goodwin says, dark chocolate is extra nuts. Mm-hmm. One of the ideas for Jeremy's chocolate is uh, a dark chocolate bar that's just an extra large king size bar. Yeah. So we're getting into race chocolate now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well that was the point I was saying. Like, and just body it shaming. A, call it body pitch, shaming. Call it pitch black. It'll be delicious. Uh, <laughs> no, but he could do the yeah, lizard he, chocolate he could, bar. He could do the body positivity bar, and it's just like a spattered chocolate in an odd shape. And it's like, don't hate it. It's still delicious. I it just looks weird. P- Tim, I don't understand why um, you don't talk about your your poo ch- chocolate bar. Why don't you just I try do to the sell poo that? bar? I understand your why. Poo bar. Pooh bar? I think you should try to sell that. It was really good. What about if it was like a chocolate bar that looked like a pregnant guy? And when you bit into the stomach, there's like a little jelly bean. A white, a white chocolate yeah. with baby. Yeah, yeah what if? Like that. What if that? What if, <laughs> what if that? Let's get creative. What if we just threw it on a whiteboard? <laughs> what if? All right. Uh, let's. Uh, oh, God. Here we go. Dulock says, Tim, I'm a 26 year old blue collar worker. I have been with my wife for eight years. I have a four-year-old son with another one on the way, and hopefully my generation isn't a complete loss. I will be at the Crystal Cove every weekend. Nice. Glad to hear it. It's taking so long to do everything. I'm about to lose my mind. I just don't understand why everything takes so long. Remember, the process is the destination. Bro, we Enjoy have been trying for a year and a half. The, the new studio was supposed to be done one year ago, and it's been over a year. Now, I get it. Material supply shortages. We can't get the fiber installed. But I'm just like, I got to be honest. I know that if I stopped doing this show and, and went down and did it myself, it would all be done in a week. That's the most annoying thing about everything. Yeah, Phil's got this look, and I'm like, I'm telling you, bro. I, I just think a, a week is, is, is a little short. Because I, but I feel your pain. I've, I had someone, I'm trying to do some, some work on my house in New Hampshire, and it, it took a month and a half just to get the architect to, to do the measurements and draw up the, the existing plans not like the stuff that we're going to change a month and a half just for him to measure and give me the plans for the existing house so that way we can decide on the changes we're I, feel, at, I, I feel you we're going to build like mul- a multiple faraday cage system where it's like a cage inside of a cage possibly inside of a cage That's but we so need to cool. get the materials sooner than later because it might take eight months for them to arrive i forgot who so came cool. up with the quote but it's uh, if you want something done do it yourself yep See, Brett ain't dead in the members chat says bureaucracy tim no 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 it's something else it's um i forget what it's called But every step of the way when a task is delegated to someone else, the amount of time it takes to to finish to resolve that task increases. That's just a reality. Mm -hmm. So there's only so much you can do. Exponentially increases, too, as it goes down to more and more people. And then it ends up with one person who is at the bottom of the chain being like, I'll get to it when I get to it. And then eventually you walk in one day and you're like, what happened to that thing? I said, and this happens a lot. It's like, hey, six months ago, we were supposed to do this thing. Whatever happened to it? Oh, I guess we forgot. (laughs) <laughs> yep. At the Daily Wire, they're not forgetting Jeremy's razors. They're not forgetting to make their chocolate bars over there. Doing something. Well, right. a lot of this is the economy screwed up. Like the coffee stuff, it's just it's remarkable. T- I don't think it's any individual organization's fault that every single company is dealing with shortages yeah. and they're unable to produce what we need from them. That's a reality of Biden's economy. So that I get, but it is really frustrating that it's like, why are we having? In order to get the coffee shop up, it's like. Once a week, there will be a 10-minute conversation between parties, 
and then they'll move one inch. And I'm like, why? Like, how is that possible? Are they charging you for that? No. Okay. It's like, you'll meet. They'll say, we got to do measurements. Then they'll say, next week, Thursday, we can come in and do the measurements. They come in for 20 minutes to do the measurements. Then they say, okay, uh, next week, Thursday, we can give you the schematics. Then we say, okay. Then they come and give it. We go over it. We say, this has got to change. Okay, give us a week to change them. And it's just like, it, it's insane. And I'm ready to be like, I'm ready to go to a thrift store and just buy a bunch of garbage, stack it up around the walls and put an espresso machine from Best Buy in there and be like, shop's open. And then from there, we can every week add a new thing and build up. That's the annoying thing about how, how I guess trying to build a business and then open If works. we get the floors done, we could do that. I, I Honestly, the building's there. It exists. I'm ready to just like open the door and be like, we serve nothing. We don't have any permits. <laughs> Let's but hang the door. out. You hang out. And I'll, I'm, I'm not even kidding. We'll hire someone to just stand there. And like we can put up some tables and y'all can play board games or something. Maybe you should get like six things building at once so that they all start staggering in and getting completed. We'll start with a, ta- with a, with a folding table for 20 bucks from Walmart. I'll buy a couple hundred dollar espresso machine. We won't sell the espresso because we don't have the permits, but you can have some if you want. And that's where we'll be for now. You can hang out. We'll put a TV and video games in there. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I'm ready to just do that. I'm not even joking. I'm, it's, it's been since December that like, and every day it's like, oh, now there's another problem. You know what? I'm done with problems. I'm done, talk, I'm done talking about it. I'm ready to just get someone to go nail a TV to the wall, put, it, put the mounts up. We'll stick, a, we'll stick a switch under it, and y'all can play Mario Kart all day. It's there. People should be hanging out. What's there a, a working bathroom? Yes, there's like six. Yeah, then mm. you're good. Well, yeah. yeah. Bathrooms work. There you go. Wi-Fi will help, but... No Wi-Fi. Just as long as you get the bathroom. Is it a- Actually, no, I think we do have Wi-Fi. Then you really know. have very few things limiting you. The, I guess the issue is it, it would just be like a non-permitted space oh permits yeah yeah but if we're not selling anything it doesn't matter like people are allowed to come into my building it's my building i own it yeah come in hang out play board games i think it's a good idea Oh, before no coffee before coffee's sold coffee's free free coffee free coffee and we'll just get like some store-bought don't do it until it's ready don't do it until you're gonna start selling stuff because you'll start incurring a loss immediately things will get damaged we already are that's the problem damage that incurred by traffic but that's that's a reality i'm just saying this we open those doors and let people come in, and then all of a sudden, magically, things will start getting done. Everyone's like, well, you know, we'll be another week, and don't worry. No, uh, oh, no, actually, we have a show on Friday. You have, you have until Wednesday to get it done, or you're fired. And they're going to be like, okay, we'll get it done. It, 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 this is the crazy thing about everyone I've ever worked with. It's like, you tell them, hey, we need this done by tomorrow. It gets done the day after. You say, okay, fine. Two days is fine. Then four days later, they're getting it done. And then if you give them four days to do it, okay, I understand it's really stressful, so you need a week. Then three weeks later, it's done. You got to be like, if you don't get it done, you're out. Bye. Have a nice yeah, day. Yeah, I find people respond extremely well to say Thursday by four o'clock, you have it done. And if they don't, reprimand. That's the way. Because people, if you're like, get it to me whenever, if you need an extra day, it's going to take whenever. People so, need deadlines. A lot of people need deadlines so because deadlines are, are the motivating factor for an, an enormous amount of the population. If you tell people that there is no deadline that's open-ended, they're going to do things at their own pace. If you give them yep. a deadline and they say, okay, then they've agreed to it, then they'll stress. They've, they've said yes, they've agreed to that time, so they've they internalized that as their own commitment, and they're like, oh, man, I got to blah, 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 blah. Or at least they're more likely to do that. I can't say right. that for everybody. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to check and see if it's possible, but here's my idea. Mount some TVs, 
bring in some sofas. We'll grab them from a thrift store. Who knows? I don't care. Then uh, if you're a member of the website, you can come and hang out. And we'll start with that. Front door will be, uh, will be like, uh, it'll be locked. You knock. Someone will be there and they'll be like, howdy. And you're a member of TimCast.com. They'll be like, yep. I'm like, let me pull up your account. Boom. Nice to meet you, John. Welcome. Come on and hang out. It might end up, though, that three months go by and you're like just paying employees to stand around and it's just incurring loss after loss. And you're like, dude, I could have hired three people for this. I, I, you are incorrect. I mean, if you're not selling anything. Uh-huh. They're, so they're, we are already losing money on the people sitting around because we have to have people there as it is. You can't have an empty building. So why don't I just let people come hang out? Because then it's going to be like, okay, people are here. You need to start figuring out ASAP. Like the building's not empty. We have to have people working there all the time. And so all we're doing is everyone's sitting there right now being like, well, you know, when it gets done, it gets done. And I'm like, nah, not anymore. I'm opening the doors. Open the doors. You know, we'll open at uh, nine. We'll close at nine or whatever. And we'll, I'll hire a guy. I mean, bro, if I hire some, you know, someone who's a fan for like 15 bucks an hour to hang out, play video games all day, I really don't. That's not the big, big of a loss. And I think that investment will actually get things moving faster. You're going to have people coming in and they're going to be hanging out and it will start something. This is the problem with traditional brick and mortar stuff. You invest a large sum of money to create the foundation. And then once it's done and everything's beautiful, you unlock the door and then cross your fingers, you get your money back. But I've always said the way to, the way I like doing business is just start doing it, figure it out and build it as you go, which would mean at this point, I'm done waiting. It's been four months. I'm, I'm frustrated. The coffee's taken four months and this company let us down. And so I'm just like, I'm sick of it. You know, like the, the crazy thing is I've been talking about this fact checking nonprofit and it's like, well, it's going to take another X amount of months to, to register with all the different states. And I'm like, this is insane that it takes so long to do this. I, I think I trust your instincts. I think you do things different than a lot of people, but that's fine. You, you're successful. So yeah. I think we should just start by being like, it's a club. It's a private building for private members, members of TimCast.com. You can come and hang out whenever you want. And then once we get the first floor done with the actual coffee bar and the plumbing and everything... Then we'll open those doors up to the public with the permits and everything, and the club moves to, to floor number two, and then ultimately club is floor number three. Just starting is probably a good idea because that's that tends to be the thing that uh, that that slows people down the most is is waiting for the right time, being like, well, you know, we don't have this, or I don't have that, or I don't have this particular thing. Just going and, and being like, all right, we're going to go and do it, and we'll make it work. That's a that's it gets things in motion and gets things going. So I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah, I think couple people working uh 15 bucks an hour and their job is literally just to hang out like i could get someone who's in school and be like do your homework be here unlock the doors order food do your school work play your video games and that's your job you're just here to basically like watch things and then we'll have a club and people can come and hang out and there ain't nothing in there the chat's yelling you have to have liability insurance first we do we have every we, we have you're all that the problem is it's like the contractors to build everything out, it's getting delayed, and now it's been three months. Goddamn. How has it been three months? We can't get someone to put some two-by-fours with a big old pl- plank of wood on top of it. Granted, we need plumbing, that I understand, I to do the, you know, and then, need- but we're, we're not even, like, at three months, we should have at least had a plan for the, the, the machines we're going to get, the, the coffee supply's been delayed, and I'm like, you know what, man? I, you know, the I'm purpose not- of the place isn't to sell coffee and make a million dollars selling coffee. The purpose of the place is to create a community hangout. You can do that in a building. So I'm just like, I'm ready to just open the door. We'll figure it out. I'm sure I'm going to get some lawyer or someone being like, well, now listen, Mr. Paul, I, I understand your frustrations, but you've got to take into consideration. That's how it always goes. 
someone's like, Ian. hey, here's breaking news. We got sued several times. I'm not supposed to talk about that either. There you go. Happy Friday, everybody. The news is broke. Yep. Yeah. Someone I, I was and when I was telling you about, hey, it might cost this amount of money. Someone's like, Ian, Tim just bought two grand in candy bars, dude. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. That's big. But magic. but that that was that was uh, in direct support expense. of the Daily Wire. It was coffee and steak. What know. they're doing. And uh, I want to support what they do. I want them to do more of it. I want people to buy their bars. I want more people to do exactly what they're doing, speaking up, speaking out, and engaging in culture in this way. I want those candy bar rappers to have, I want to spread that culture. I want people who come here to be like, what's a he, him bar? I'll be like, don't you know about what the Daily Wire did? The culture building can't just be one company doing it. We have to actively engage with and spread the culture building. So that's what that's all about. That's what I want to invest money in. That's why I want to spend money on the cafe. And when you walk up to the counter to buy your coffee, there will be a he, him, she, her bar from, uh, <laughs> from, from sure. Jeremy's Chocolate. Delicious. And then we'll be like, that's a large coffee. And would you like to add any Jeremy's Chocolate to your coffee purchase? And uh, actually, yeah, I will take one. Which one has the nuts? Oh, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll try and get that stuff done. That Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, say yes. I'll drive down, hook up the TVs, move furniture in, no charge, teamwork. We will be reaching out to you, Raymond G. Stanley Jr., and then maybe we just make you captain of the club because you're basically captain of the club as it is uh, and waffles. Hell but yeah. uh, we'll figure it out. All right, my friends. Waffles, uh, yeah. A lot of people are saying procrastination. All right. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com because I'm basically trying to make it uh, a multifaceted thing. You are supporting our work. You're supporting the website. But what we're going to try and do, and it, and it may not work out this way because one of the things I'm learning, each different venture has to be its own entity. So the, the, the club, it's, it can't be for TimCast members because it has to be separate for liability reasons. So it will be its own separate club, but we'll figure out a way to make these cool things because what I would like to do is create a one-stop shop where if you're a member of TimCast.com, you get all these benefits. But I think for liability reasons, we can't. It has to be like the physical space has its, has its liabilities, its insurance. And as a company, it has to be responsible for its own income. So we'll figure something out, though, because uh, it, it, yeah, no, definitely has to be separate. We, are, we, we already have issues with the fact that we have a skate park in this building with people who are not skate park related. It causes insurance issues. You so. could do an Umbrella Corp like Google owns YouTube. So if you have a Google account, you can use your YouTube with nope. it. So, what? Can't so if it. you made like X Corp, then it could own with your X Corp. We, we can't have a corporate insurance and then add on a separate building that does a totally separate thing because it would conflict with the insurance. It has to be but a separate what if, entity. What if X Corp owns the, the entity of the coffee the shop? Liability, owns the liability transfers owns... up to the parent company. Yeah. So separate companies, there, there's, we'll figure it out. Anyway, become a member at TimCast.com. We're working on it. Uh, Chrissy, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, if you want to go follow me over at The Reaction on Chrissy Clark or also our documentary that I was talking about earlier, Damage, The Transing of America's Kids, you can find that at damage.dailycaller.com. And people can follow you on Twitter. Yeah, at Chrissy Clark underscore. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm a journalist here. My name is Alad Eliyahu. You could follow me on Twitter at Alad Eliyahu. And my work's also posted on the Timcast News Twitter and website. But make sure to follow us at Timcast News on Twitter. I am Phil That Remains, Phil Labonte, the vocalist for All That Remains, uh, anti-communist and counter-revolutionary. You can find me on Twitter at Phil That Remains, on Instagram at Phil That Remains Official. I'm Ian Cross and follow me to Ian Cross and be cool to your siblings if you have them, you're very lucky.
So take advantage of that. Tell them you love them and, you know, let yourself love them. I like that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Kellen PDL. Thank you guys and have a good weekend. Check out the Culture War podcast with Tim Poole on Apple and Spotify if you have the time over the weekend. It's a two-hour conversation with Pete Parada, formerly of The Offspring, talking about vax mandates, what it was like in the music industry, what it was like for him. He tells a little bit of his backstory. And uh, we've got more awesome guests for that show coming up. And if you, uh, you want to check, uh, check it out, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks for hanging out, and we will see you all Monday. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.